Did you ever think you would make it? I feel I'm so close I could take sweet victory. I know this life meant for me. Yeah, why would you bet on Goliath when we got bet David? Value came in, giving values contagious. This world of entrepreneurs, we get no value to hate it. How they run, homie, look what I become. I'm the, I'm the one. Okay, so you know when when uh, your name is Tucker Carlson, you go to Russia to interview Putin, which apparently it's already done. The interview's already been done. And, and you get reaction from media in the strangest way where a Hillary Clinton had to be asked the question. And wait till you see what she had to say about it and, and what she called Tucker and what career she claims that Tucker's going to have next morning. Joe responded to it. Everybody responded to it. And seems to be that a lot of these people in media forget what they used to once celebrate, which Tom will show you guys here in a minute, but that's one of the issues we'll definitely talk about. It's it's no longer speculation. Tucker just came out and said, you know, I am with uh, 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 Putin. I did do the interview or I'm doing the interview. And he gives us reason and why. And he has a message for Zelensky, which is important for the people that are Zelensky folks to hear what he has to say about that. So we'll, we'll talk about that. Mayorkas, border, we'll talk about that. Joe Buck from the NFL that he does, I think he does Monday Night Football with, uh, maybe, maybe he does Sunday for, with uh, Troy Aikman, right? He does right? all the playoffs yeah. for MLB. Yep, Joe and Troy. He said something about Super Bowl that is very weird. Why would a guy who does football say that's probably, he says something big is probably going to happen during the Super Bowl, yeah. right? That's probably not a guy. A person would say that maybe it's an NBA announcer. Maybe it's a different sport. Or not. Maybe somebody who hates football would say that. But why would somebody in the football space say something like that? We'll, we'll play that clip for you, and we'll, we'll talk about that. On the border side, there's a few other things in regards to record-breaking 57% of voters saying U.S.-Mexico border is in crisis. Christie, big news for those of you guys that are diehard Chris Christie fans, the 13 of you guys that, 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 that aren't listening to this, Chris Christie, not ruling out independent bid. However, there's a key number, folks, you got to pay attention to. And some are saying he's already hit it. He said he would need to see a path to 270. Some are saying he's already across and beyond the path of 340. <laughs> but that's a different kind of a path yeah, he's yeah. on that maybe maybe we'll, we'll address here shortly. Yeah. Democrats block requests to strip tech companies of legal immunity related to child pornography. Okay, Democrats, the Hill covers that. South Carolina, you guys ready for this? <laughs> for, for, for some people listening to this. I don't know if this attracts you to that place or not, but maybe it does. Can you imagine if like 2.8 million people move to South Carolina next month? South Carolina wants to start, restart, not start, meaning they used to do it, <laughs> wants to restart executions using firing squads yes. and electric chair. True story. We'll cover that. New York uh, uh, NYPD, I think four months ago, Eric Adams introduced those RoboCops. Did you guys see those RoboCops in New York they introduced to? Yeah. Four months later, they're not working. $12,500. <laughs> they're getting rid of it. Oh. There's sports about guys, stories about guys uh, uh, pushing these cops over and you know, they don't retaliate. <laughs> Can you imagine how funny that is? Forget New York, bro. All right. We'll talk Vegas to see who you got. Wait till you see who gets paid more money than Brock Purdy. Uh, uh, it'll definitely surprise you. And 30-second commercials for Super Bowl. Ready? $7 million. Wow. Highest ever. $7 million bucks for 30-second commercial. Super Bowl bets could hit a record-breaking $23.1 billion this year, and I think there's going to be a small little bet here being made as well shortly. Disney, ready for this. Who wins the battle 
over billionaires on Disney's board. It's actually a very interesting story. Tom, I actually want to get your take on this. And did you guys hear about Disney announcing who may replace Johnny Depp in Pirates of the Caribbean? No. Have you seen this rap? No. Have you seen the, who this is? Let Padaya. No, I, I just want to get your reaction okay. when I when you see I it. I love it. And it's not who you think it is, but obviously you don't you don't you're not gonna know who it is, but okay. we'll cover that shortly. More Americans are getting a second job to offset Sting of inflation. Business bankruptcy surged to fifty eight percent. Chase will open five hundred new branches over the next three years. Wonder why? Guns, abortion, and LGBTQ laws are affecting where home buyers are moving to. Redfin says, I've never thought Redfin would have said gun abortion and LGBTQ laws, but that's exactly what's going on. Outrage as five trans students dominate women's volleyball. You know what that really means. Let's go, guys. (laughs) Let's get boys beat the girls. Good Uh, job, feminists. New York Community Bank Corp stock uh, falls nearly 25%. Credit card delinquency loans are at the highest they've been in a decade. Retailers sound alarm over shipping delays. Price uh, uh, spikes. And then Super Bowl Usher won't be getting paid for it. Zoom cuts DEI. Think about it. Zoom was like the main name during COVID. They've cut the DEI focus team as corporate America retreats on diversity initiatives, except for one person who's a devout DEI guy. Very Mark famous Cuban. guy. Mark, Mark Cuban. Wow, Legendary. Big tight. support. Those of you guys that love DEI, Mark Cuban's your guy. Before we get into it, so last time on Tuesday, we announced anybody that buys a, a uh, the future looks bright hats and the gear. And we said we want a million people wearing this gear during these strange times. We want people walking around saying, hey, I believe future looks bright. And getting the reaction from other people when you wear that shirt at the end of today's podcast, we'll be taking a raffle. We have everyone's orders. We'll take a raffle. Two people win, will win a ticket, $750 to come to the vault conference. We'll be announcing that at the end of the podcast. And top of that, today, we have some stuff that we haven't given away. We're continuing this. We sold out of a couple of our hats, by the way, uh, on Tuesday. Instantly, three hats sold out. But anybody that buys any of these gears, Rob, can we show this on the camera so people can see it? Pick any one of these hats and one of the Future Looks Bright shirts. Okay, go a little lower. You got the purple one. You got the white one. Pick any of these trucker hats for some of you guys. I want the Vitamin logo with U.S. flag next to it. We also got the PBD Podcast hat there as well. You pick the black or white Future Looks Bright hat. Choose any of these combination hat. And a shirt you do next week. What we're doing is we'll be giving away uh, one of the Ryan Garcia signed gloves, a Trevor Bauer signed ball, and five signed Choose Your Enemies Wisely live next Thursday, next Tuesday at the end of the podcast for home team. Having said that, let's get right into it. Tucker Carlson, okay, goes to Russia to sit down with Vladimir Putin. Rob, did you find a shorter version of the clip of what Tucker says? If you can find a shorter version of it, the world lost their minds when this man announced that he's going to Russia to sit down with Tucker Carlson and to sit down with uh, Vladimir Putin. The, the amount of reaction that people gave is absolutely wild. Let me read the Newsweek story. And some people don't even want him to come back to America, by the way. Here we go. Tucker Carlson could face sanctions. Sanctions. <laughs> Over Putin interview, Newsweek story, European Union lawmakers such as former Belgian Prime Minister Guy Verhofstadt are contemplating sanctions against Tucker Carlson following his revelation of an upcoming interview with Russian Vladimir Putin 
He characterized Carlson as a mouthpiece for Putin and former President Donald Trump advocating for potential travel bans within EU countries. Can you imagine this? Hmm. That he cannot travel to EU countries. The EU's External Action Service, EAS, would require concrete evidence to present to the European Council for any sanctions against Carlson, a process that could be prolonged due to the balance of direct sanctioning authority for individual parliament members. Critics highlight concerns over Carlson's sympathetic portrayal of Russian policies and his platforming of Putin accused of war crimes, suggesting that such actions could compromise journalistic integrity and warrant sanctions. Now, Rob, if we can play a part of the clip of what Tucker is saying while he's in Russia, go ahead and play this clip in and we'll react to it. And they do that mostly by omission. For example, since the day the war in Ukraine began, American media outlets have spoken to scores of people from Ukraine, and they've done scores of interviews with Ukrainian President Zelensky. We ourselves have put in a request for an interview with Zelensky, and we hope he accepts. But the interviews he's already done in the United States are not traditional interviews. They are fawning pep sessions, specifically designed to amplify Zelensky's demand that the U.S. enter more deeply into a war in Eastern Europe and pay for it. That is not journalism. It is government propaganda, propaganda of the ugliest kind, the kind that kills people. At the same time, our politicians and media outlets have been doing this, promoting a foreign leader like he's a new consumer brand. Not a single Western journalist has bothered to interview the president of the other country involved in this conflict, Vladimir Putin. Most Americans have no idea why Putin invaded Ukraine or what his goals are now. They've never heard his voice. <clears throat> That's wrong. Americans have a right to know all they can about a war they're implicated in. And we have the right to tell them about it because we are Americans too. Freedom of speech is our birthright. We were born with the right to say what we believe. That right cannot be taken away no matter who is in the White House. How do you debate that, right? But they're trying anyway. Okay, you can pause it right there. You can pause it right there. By the way, while you're seeing this, can you play the Hillary Clinton one? I just, I just want to kind of give the contrast of what the Mahir's Hillary Clinton on, uh, I believe it's MSNBC or NBC, whoever it is. Go ahead and play this real quick. Go for it. Is in Moscow right now interviewing Vladimir Putin. <laughs> right. The first American, I'll say, journalist uh, to interview Putin since the war in Ukraine began. Oh, what does that tell you about Tucker Carlson and right-wing media and also Vladimir Putin? Well, it shows me what I think we've all known. He's what's called a useful idiot. I mean, if you actually read translations of what's being said on Russian media, they make fun of him. I mean, he's like a puppy dog. You know, he somehow has, after having been fired from so many outlets in the United States, he, uh, I would not be surprised uh, if he emerges with a contract with a Russian outlet because he is a useful idiot. He says things that are not true. He parrots Vladimir Putin's a uh, pack of lies about Ukraine. Uh, so I don't see why Putin wouldn't get. She wearing a straitjacket, Pat. Tucker? She has buckles on her. Ch- like, what? So, so how do you how do you process this, Tom? What, where are you at with this here? Well, first of all, <clears throat> remember the first rule of liberal attack in the medium: accuse the other guy of what you're already doing. One hundred percent. She's quoting useful idiots, which was the people that were in Hollywood and the news media when communism was trying to infiltrate in the 1950s, late 50s and 60s. That's a phrase Com- uh, Karl Marx would use a lot. Useful idiots. So isn't it interesting, excuse me, let me back up, back up, red line, back up. Intriguing and ironic 
that Hillary Clinton would use the term useful idiot, number one. And number two, I marvel at the way the left, you know, um, derives the opportunity to hear another viewpoint, even if you think that other viewpoint is full of crap. And by the way, we used to call that a presidential debate where your guy would be on stage. You thought the other guy was full of crap, right? But we wanted to hear it just the same, didn't we? As Americans, we wanted to hear both sides. We wanted to see what they have to say. And going back 1977, they had a hero in media. Her name was Barbara Walters. Let's take a look at this. Rob, look at what Glamour says when Barbara Walters passed away. In 1977, Barbara Walters boldly went to Cuba. To interview Fidel Castro, who was this dangerous communist dictator that we were all upset about. And this is Barbara Walters interview clips are going viral in honor of the broadcast icon. These were clips of her interviewing Castro. What is the difference between Barbara Walters going to interview Castro during the Carter administration on the eve of Jimmy Carter getting fired and replaced by Ronald Reagan and Tucker Carlson? Go okay on the eve of her retirement. Barbara Walters recalls a history-making interview with the Cuban president. These are this is Harper's Bazaar. These were quality publications going out and just absolutely lauding Barbara Walters, who was an icon of the one-on-one interview before Larry King. She was the goat of a one-on-one interview, and there's a lot of interviews she did that were really good. She dove down and asked the question. She's a hero for against U.S. government wishes sneaking into cuba and interviewing castro and now here we are these years later how quickly we forget and suddenly tucker carlson is the useful idiot interviewing putin well well, first and foremost like why why won't she just go away i don't know about everybody else out there i am sick and what is her point of like who wants to hear what hillary clinton has to say about anything nobody cares about you anything that wants if we want to talk about russia and putin how about you being the problem? Because people are still talking about it today, seven years later. Russian collusion. Trump was a right. You ruined, single-handedly, ruined friendships, families, fighting politics. Everything was Russia, 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 Russia for the entire presidency. So I can care less what she's saying, let alone what she's wearing with her freaking straitjacket. But think about this, Pat. 60 Minutes interviewed Putin. It was journalism. Megyn Kelly. It was journalism. Uh, Bloomberg interviewed Vladimir Putin. Journalism. Oliver Stone interviewed Putin. Journalism. Tucker Carlson goes, it's treason. And you know why? Because during all those times, we weren't at war with Putin. Right now, they are begging to fight with this guy. And if we have somebody like Tucker that's going to actually talk to him and find out reason and stuff like that, they can't have that happen. And, And again, and I always say this, thank God. For Elon Musk, Patrick, because if it wasn't for Elon, because this is Tucker on X, you would never, ever see this or hear this. And they are going crazy. And I absolutely love it that this guy spent billions for us to be able to hear this guy so other so people can make up their minds either way. I think it's a great thing. Great point, Adam. Thanks, brother. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, people have to do their job. Financial advisors, they manage money. CPA, they handle your taxes whether you're an editor, you edit. Whether you're a coder, you code. If you're a basketball player, you shoot the ball. If you're a journalist, you interview people. Yep. That's just what your job is. He said specifically, I watched that whole five-minute clip, it's our job as journalists. Megyn Kelly weighed in. She said, it is our duty as journalists to inform people. So this is doing your job. Second thing, uh, the truth. People want to know the truth. He talks about this in his five-minute clip a ton. They want to know the truth that they're paying for this. 
The American people are paying for this. Two years later, most Americans are not informed of what's actually going on in Ukraine and Russia. Not that I'm rooting for Russia. <laughs> we want to know the truth. Number two, they want to know the truth about the human disaster, the long-term effects of this, the, the post-World War, World War II uh, economic order. What's going on with that? What's going on with NATO? Are they paying their 2%? Everything goes on with that. Um, he goes on to speak more about the truth. The mainstream media, they're corrupt. They're omitting everything. They may not lie, but they'll omit. So plenty of journalists have interviewed Zelensky. We've seen Zelensky how many times do an interview? Dozens. Oh, all the time. He won't shut up. So it's Cover just of giving, Time magazine. Yeah, there you go. Man of the year in 2022. <laughs> um, and by the way, speaking of man of the year, you don't have to agree or they don't have to be a good guy or a bad guy. I think Hitler was man of the year of Time <laughs> magazine uh, in the 40s. So I'm not saying that Putin is Hitler, but um, the last thing that, that um, Tucker talked about was love. <clears throat> love. Um, he says, um, I'm not here because I love Putin. I'm actually here because I love the United States. And uh, I'm not encouraging you to agree with Putin. I'm encouraging you to watch this. Yeah, listen. So it, it, it's important. And then last but not least, he gave a shout out to Elon Musk for not suppressing or blocking the interview. Sure. And he promised to put it up. But he said Western governments will do their best to censor the video. Uh, and then he ended it with, don't be a slave Watch the video. Think for yourself. PBD, what do you think? So a, a couple things. You know, you, you make very good points, uh, Tom, when you're talking about Barbara Walters. Mike Wallace, I don't know if you've seen the documentary about Ma Mike Wallace. Phenomenal documentary on, on what he did, his life, the people he interviewed. <clears throat> and then, you know, he interviewed Khomeini. Uh, have you ever seen? Uh, can you pull up Mike Wallace interviews Khomeini? Just type in Khomeini. It's a very easy name to spell. Just Mike Wallace interviews Khomeini. K-H-O... K-H-O-M-E-I-N-I. -I. Come on, Rob. That's easy stuff. Come on, Rob. Khomeini. What's okay, wrong? go to images. Yeah, right there. Just uh, uh, go to images. Okay. He's sitting right there interviewing Khomeini. Wow. You know how many people that man killed? Yeah. Do you know how many people he killed? And by the way, Mike Wallace was worried for his life till last yeah. minute. Oh, I'm sure. And some of the questions that they're asking, they're like, I'm not going to ask the question. Uh, I'm not going to ask him that question. I need you to ask. I'm not going to ask him that question. And he was celebrated. Mike Wallace also interviewed I believe Mike Wallace, go, go type in Mike Wallace interviewed uh, uh, KKK, uh, what was the guy's name that he interviewed? Some, uh, um, he was a, Ilden uh, Wallace or something, yeah, right there, look at this. Mike Wallace is sitting there interviewing the main wizard, you know, or imperial wizard of KKK, and you're learning about this person. You, you, you want to learn about the enemy. Now, having said that, the, the one thing Hillary Clinton said where she's wrong because she's just a lot of lip service. When, when, you're, when, you're, when you've had a career where the catalog is that big and you can draw lines that you just give lip service to, sometimes senior pastors do that. They no longer prepare for their speech. They're no longer prepared to preach because they've given 3,000 uh, messages, right? So what do you do? You just give the same story of the same this and the same that, and then a new 32-year-old comes in, fires up the crowd as a new pastor. Church goes fired up because you're just kind of saying the same thing. She doesn't know how the Russian people are reacting to it. Let me tell you, a guy who cannot stand Putin, a Russian man who can't stand Putin cannot stand the fact that what he did to uh, uh, Zalvani, what was his name? Z uh, what is the guy that, that was running against him? Uh, Alexei uh, Navalny? Naval uh, Navalny? Navalny. Right. Yeah. They, he's like, Navalny. they wanted him to win. A guy that's pro-Navalny guy, a reporter, says, 
yeah, you know, he's probably going out there to do the interview with uh, Putin because Putin's, you know, you know, uh, Tucker is for Trump and Tucker is for this. And he's going to. And then the guy says the interviewer asks him, so how is the Russian media treating Tucker being there? He says, I don't know why, but they're celebrating. They're loving Tucker. They're treating him so well. They're treating him royally. They're, they're commenting on every single move he makes. He just bought this. He just went here. He just ate here. And they're celebrating the fact that a person from U.S. is coming to interview him because one thing about many of the Russian people, they actually admire the American way because of capitalism and all this stuff. This is a guy that cannot stand Tucker. And this is a guy that cannot stand Putin. And then he says the following to hold uh, uh, Tucker accountable. He says, here's the thing. We're going to see if this is going to be a real interview or not. We're going to see if Tucker's going to ask about the journalist that, uh, that uh, Putin killed. We're going to see if he's going to ask about eliminating his opponents. We're going to see if Tucker asked a tough question. I think Megan Kelly also said this yeah. when she was commenting. So, so he, listen, is a concern. By, by the way, guys, here's, here's how the market works. The market works in a following way. The other day we uploaded a video on, on uh, uh, Vagitainment Comedy, right? And, oh, my God, do we take it down? Look at the comments, all this. I said, no, no, no. I wanted to. Leave said, no. it. I said, leave all the videos. Why? Because we, our talent, we need to see that the audience hates it. Say it. And then we sit and we feel like shit and we improve, right? That's called capitalism. Sometimes you got to lose publicly. And have that humiliating loss that destroys your ego and you go home and you either become a little female dog. You know, there's a word for it. I don't know what the word is, but, you know, or you come out and you do something about it. Right. Yeah. You, you, you either become it's like this one. So for Tucker, Tucker said something very interesting right there. He held himself accountable. You know what Tucker said? Tucker said something very powerful. And when you say something like that, that is revealing that you're going to do a tough interview. What did he say about Zelensky? What did he say about all the media outlets that interview Zelensky? What was the word to use? Propaganda. He says all they're doing is just doing basic, easy interviews yeah. and propaganda, Awful. right? Yeah. So guess what, Tucker? If you say something like that, you better do a tough interview with Putin mm -hmm. because you can't say that and then not do that. Fully. So if he says that, that tells you he's asking the tough questions. Now, Putin's a what? Putin's a... At this phase, when you get to that point, you're a professional communicator. Of course. You've sat down with killers. You've sat down with people that want to take you out, KGB. You've sat down with bosses. You don't think that guy has done some heavyweight sit-downs where he knows? The guy understands optics. The guy understands eyeballs. The guy understands his own opponents internally, the people that hate him in Russia, the people that hate him in America. The guy understands election year 2024. The guy understands how much Biden's going to The guy understands all of that because... Because Putin is a gangster. <laughs> Gangsters understand this stuff. His life has been on the line for many, many years. People internally wanted to kill this guy. Morning Joe, can you play this clip on what Morning Joe's reaction has been to this, by the way? Because, again, Jean, Corinne Jean-Pierre was even asked about it. Watch this one here. Go for it, Rob. A Republican Party that is now doing Vladimir Putin's bidding. Donald Trump always did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but 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 the Republican Party now in the House is doing Vladimir Putin's bidding and somebody that we know uh, that we used to know uh, going over doing Vladimir Putin's bidding, uh, attacking Western journalists, saying if only Western journalists would have come over here and tried to even report fairly on the war. Well, mm. There have been Western journalists mm. that have gone over and tried to report fairly on the war. 
And they're in jail. They're in gulags right now uh, with the person because Vladimir Putin doesn't want really Western journalists um, going over and asking honest questions, fair questions. He'll he'll let puppets talk to him, but nobody else. You can pause. Yeah, he'll let us. Okay. By the way, good point. Yep. It's a good point that you know going out there asking questions. But now here's he has the, to ask about this guy Evan Gerskovich. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Would you consider Morning Joe a journalist? At this point, he's more of a pundit than a journalist. I think that was he at one point a journalist. No, he was a congressman. I think he's a former congressman, Republican. I came in with the Tea Party back in the day, and now he's a political a talking activist. head he, on, on, on MSNBC. So he's somebody he's just pro- comments on it. He's not a journalist. He's not reporting. Would, yeah, well, let's go, re- to, go put a, type in Morning Joe and see how Wikipedia defines who this Joe guy is. Let's go to Joe Scarborough, who, I, by the way, I think he's. I actually like some of the stuff he says. So if you can go to more, uh, Joe Scarborough and read his Wikipedia, is he categorized? As a journalist or a pundit, he's a um, American television host and political attorney, commentator, commentator and former congressman. He's a host, Pat. He's a so host he's a commentator. A- yeah. yeah that's okay. It. Can you go to Tucker for a second and type in Tucker Carlson <coughs> and see what it says about Tucker Carlson? Yeah. Go to Tucker Carlson. How does it define who Tucker is? Just go to his Wikipedia. There you go. How does it define Tucker Carlson? Conservative political commentator. Again, commentator. So neither one of them are. So they're just, they, they see this same thing. Okay, here's the difference, Morning Joe. Got a question for you, brother. You're a good-looking guy. You're well-spoken. You were a conservative who went to a liberal school and you were destroyed the entire time. And you kept debating and fighting and getting better at it until all of a sudden you just became a mouthpiece yourself. Hey, have you at all uh, uh, decided to travel out of that behind your desk and go sit down with some other people in other countries and maybe kind of give your angle the story? Have you done that? Or is it just comfortable going to the same restaurants, the same clubs, the same places? Are you willing to get on a plane and go interview some of these people? I don't know. Did Joe go to the border? Has Joe gone to Maduro? Has Joe gone to Zelensky? Has Joe gone to Russia? Has Joe gone to different places? So maybe you're a glorified podcaster is what you are. Cool. On mainstream media, and that's what you're doing. Meaning you're just kind of giving your opinions and thoughts. Why don't you do something about it? If you think the Western journalist isn't doing it, why don't you go approach these guys? And by the way, maybe he has. Can you type in uh, uh, people Joe Scarborough's interviewed? People Joe Scarborough has interviewed. Scarborough has interviewed. I'm curious. Maybe I'm wrong, and he's interviewed some interesting people. Uh, Adam, would you know who he's interviewed? I haven't watched it in, in a little while, but he used to have a whole host of um, experts on the show, historians, admirals, generals, uh, political chief of staffs. He's yeah. had everyone um, – but I, it's not a lot of international coverage, does, from what I recall. Does, does, does Tucker have – how many kids does Tucker have? Is it three kids? Three or four. Rob, how many kids does Tucker have? You know how uh, – uh, uh, how many kids does he have? Zoom in. Is it four? four? Buckley, Hopi, Dorothy, Lily. Okay. Tucker's such a type of guy that has a kid named Buckley. So, so I love it. Well, William Buckley, maybe that's why. I don't know why it's Buckley. But, but think about it from this standpoint, okay? You, when you got a wife and kids – and you make your millions, you know what most don't do? They don't want to leave anything within a 50-mile radius, and they don't want to go on the road. This guy's going on the road, okay? This guy's going on the road. But like, for, we were the first one to sit down with, uh, what do you call it, uh, 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 Tate. Tate after, you know, the— He was canceled. Canceled, all this was, stuff. Yeah. We went to yeah. Romania. You think it was okay? Okay, boom. And what was it like? You know what was it like? It was like, you ready? Boom, let's go. Yep. Everybody yep. was waiting. Let's go. 
family, all this stuff. I respect a guy like Tucker who's got a wife and four kids that's willing to pause everything and go to Russia. You don't know how safe you are. At all. And by the way, he's doing it while the administration doesn't like him. Like, it's safe if you go talk to Putin, if Trump's president. Do you know how risky it is to go while Biden's president? Because watch this. (laughs) Let's just say, let's just say, let's, let's play... You know, a devil's advocate. Let's say he asks a question that pisses Putin off. He's, he's let's say he staying does that. there. He's staying in Russia. Okay, and let's just say Putin says, you know what? F you. Grab him. I told you don't ask those three questions. You ask those three questions, arrest his ass. 100% could do it. Let's just say the chance of that happening is 1%. Okay. Let's say it's 5%. Whatever the number is, he arrests him. Okay? Putin can say, screw you guys. Watch what you're doing with NATO. You never kept your word, America. Let's say he does that. Do you think Russia's going to release Tucker in 2024? You think Biden's going to go out there and do his best to release Tucker? Hell no. Hell no. To the no. Nope. So the fact that he did this, good for him. Now let's see how tough of an interview it's going to be. So what's going to come down to? It's tonight. It's tonight at six, right? Is that what? I, I don't I know when it tonight. is. I'm pretty sure. I'd it's love tonight. to know what it's security it's, concerns it's, were implemented well, here. Well, that's a good, Adam. That's a great point you make up. As of right now, though, think about this: Tucker's wife, those four kids, the house. Everything. Tucker's communication is all under surveillance. You know, everybody out there mm-hmm. should know that. And it's going to be for a while. They're going to be watching his ass and he's tapped because they already tapped him twice. They were monitoring him. So Tom. God bless him. Well, and, and, and by the way, note to Joe Scarborough, you know, congratulations in the ratings through December 30th, 2023. You are holding on to 124th place in the total ratings are you joking? of shows on American television. You're joking. And you are only the number ninth most popular show on MSNBC. Wait, are you joking? I am not. Where's just, that data? I just went to it. I went to Deadline, which is a source of ratings, <laughs> and the United States television database that says Morning Joe barely garners 967, 967,000 viewers on an average day, 1,067,000 average on Fridays, is the ninth wow. most popular show on NBC, currently trailing in Trash. fifth place. And Can you the, send that to Rob, Tom? And number 124 overall on TV. Tom. Joe, mm-hmm. maybe go out someplace and get something that people want to watch and it would actually help your ratings. Tom, can you send that to Rob Gargullo? Go ahead. Baby. And you know it's crazy, though, because yeah. and you know why, right? Because Trump, when, when Trump was in, that's all they did. All these yeah. people only existed because of Donald Trump. Trump. It was just Trump and Russia and spy and the phone call and Zelensky and all yeah. that crap. Had they're dying because they have nothing to talk about. Nobody wants to listen by, to Joe. By, by the way, so check this out. This thing is going to get more views on one podcast than Morning Joe will get in year and nine months. <laughs> I agree. Let me that. say that one more time because if he averages nine hundred thousand mm-hmm. times day, five million is what? on Friday, four and a half. Yeah, four and a half times 52 weeks is what roughly 220 million 220 million times one and a half is around 330 million the interview on twitter is going to get probably 400 million views bananas so he's going to get more views on one podcast tucker carlson mr joe (laughs) yep then joe's going to get in 19 20 months wow yeah that's what it is so good for you you're right the market is (laughs) going to decide really uh, if right, Tucker can he's be fighting to serious. maintain that, Pat. Look at that. Those flat ratings. Morning Joe fighting to maintain his place. Well, the market is going to decide whether Tucker is really who he is or if he just talks about it. Because 
With all with the backdrop of what's going on with journalists, this guy Evan Gerskovich. If you ever look at the Wall Street Journal, there's not a day that goes by that they're not talking about this journalist or giving a tribute to Evan Gerskovich because he's been locked up in Russia. We saw what happened with Jamal Khashoggi with MBS in Saudi Arabia. Journalist hacked to death. We've and Tucker's last interview. With Donald Trump, it was labeled a softball interview that was the interview during the debates. So Tucker has a chance to show that I am the biggest, baddest, most credible journalist on the planet. And I'm going to sit face to face with Vladimir Putin and the market will decide and you're the, the, whether he is or not. The one thing I hate, Pat, I, I don't want to stand this. I, I know you want to move on. The one thing that I hate that everybody that's on the left always say, Putin's this murderer and he kills. And hold on a second. Guess what? We killed, too. I don't know if you guys remember that guy, George Bush uh, Jr., killed over with that war a million Iraqis, every, all, everybody all together. For no war. There was no war. He ha- Does Putin have that many bodies under his belt? I don't think. I, I know he's a bird. He kills people. But we're bad, too. Way to embrace he, your inner Donald Trump, Vinny. What? I, Don, I, he's a Republican. Do, what? George no, Bush Jr.? The, the, the famous... Uh, you think we're so innocent no. too? Oh, I, I I honestly don't even remember that. But guess what? You don't remember I, that one? No, Trump? I don't. I'm being genuine. No, he, but but I love the he's a killer. Yeah, so are we. We're really good killers. Well, literally, listen. what Trump said. Then guess what? I'm trying to sound like. Why don't we transition into something more subtle? <laughs> South Carolina wants to restart <laughs> executions using fire squads, firing squads, and electric chairs. Okay, so they're tapping into their inner. Uh, uh, Russia, some of the names you're talking about here. So South Carolina wants to restart executions using firing squads and electric chairs. This is a Daily Mail story. Uh, uh, South Carolina is pushing to reintroduce firing squads and something else, prompting, <laughs> prompting legal challenges from death row inmates. Grayson Lambert, representing Governor Henry Mac- Mac- McMaster's office, argues that courts have never mandated executions to be instantaneous or painless despite 33 inmates awaiting execution in South Carolina and no excuse executions conducted since 2011 due to drug supply issues the debate over capital punishment intensifies alternative methods like nitrogen gas employed in Alabama face criticism for potential cruelty with experts cautioning against its use Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall defends the use of nitrogen gas in executions labeling it a proven method Marshall's remarks come amidst controversy over its efficacy and ethics, highlighting ongoing debates surrounding the implementation of capital punishment methods. Tom, oh my thoughts God. on this? <laughs> well, <laughs> first of all, apparently South Carolina is, is concerned that Nikki Haley's coming back. So <laughs> the, the um, so <laughs> interesting so. announcement comes out at that time. The um, so there's a couple things going on here. I, I think you've got overcrowded prisons and you've got career killers. Remember, these are not necessarily single single incident killers. These are career murderers. Multiple murderers, multiples, or have been recidivation rate and then committed another murder. These are people on death row that are basically you know, serving double life terms. And people like South Carolina are saying, hey, you know what? Maybe it's time to start the executions again. Will this be a deterrent? And it makes a headline where he says, "Hey, nobody said you you want to talk about the you want to talk about painless. Let's talk about the victims. Let's get the coroners in here and the medical examiners and say how did the victims die? Was that painless? And so maybe it's time. And they talk about cruel and unusual punishment. But let's face it, you're going to be killed. It's not necessarily pleasant. And I'm I finally." 
you know, resolved in my mind that I think too much time is spent trying to, you know, pacify a bunch of people. Rob, you're, you're implementing an execution. Rob, can you look up what states do uh, electric chair or executions, you know, stuff like that. Can we'll pull that out while I'm going to Vinny. Go it's, for it. it. I mean, well, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Tom, great point. That the fact that you said, well, uh, Nikki Haley's from South Carolina, there must be something in the water there. Like people are just angry, bitter, warhawk attitude. But I don't know if you guys, if you guys uh, mold over this, but look, the governor, uh, Henry McCaster's, the Grayson Lambert, who's representing the governor, basically the governor is arguing, hey, they never said these these deaths had to be uh, instantaneous or painless. They want them to suffer, which is which is kind of crazy. But guys, and, you, and this is one more thing that jumped out at me, Pat. There, there's no executions conducted since 2011. You know why? Drug supply issues. They can't get the drugs to kill these. Wait a minute. People. Let's just go down to Eagle Pass and get just, fentanyl. We have more than enough fentanyl coming I, from I China at Eagle Pass. Say, I know a guy that, <laughs> that can get you guys just fentanyl. Just hit hey, it. With G, it. I, I need eight ounces of fentanyl by Monday. Exactly. No he's, problem. He's G, but think, I, I do the, the one uh, positive thing I do see about this is if you're in South Carolina and you're thinking about doing some crazy shit and killing and murdering people, just know like these guys are trying to kill you, but not in a humane way. They want to shoot your ass or they want to electrocute your ass. And I don't know if you guys have ever seen because I have and I I'll, I hate it to this day. But have you ever seen somebody in an electric chair like one of these videos that it's not good. You ever seen the ones when they don't work and he's they, just like. Yeah, like, it was in the Green Mile. I saw it. It's not good, but maybe yeah. that could stoke a little bit of fear in these people but, but before they go murder a family. Florida's electric chair was known for... Malfunctioning. <laughs> and, and a governor of Florida, you can look this up, nicknamed the electric chair Old Sparky. Oh, yeah. I he says, that. we'll just get him a seat in Old Sparky. And the hood, apparently, and I'm, I don't know if this Arkansas. is... Yep. Yeah, Ar- Old and- Sparky uh, <laughs> and Florida... Apparently, Florida was the one that introduced the hood because, you know, they have the eyes and stuff pop out. Yeah, there's oh there's God. bad things that happen yeah. with your head when you put a lot of heat and volts into it. Oh By the God. way, do you know they how said, many, ah, we'll cover them with a head with a hood? Do you know how many states allow firing squads? Rob, Google this, please. Very weird. Uh-oh. Legal executions, firing squad. Google that. Oh, there you go. Look at this. As of 2023, Mississippi, Oklahoma, South Carolina, and Utah used the firing squad for the death penalty. Mm-hmm. In 2023, Idaho and Tennessee were debating about using the firing squad. That that is that's like they just, I, I don't, they just uh, hang on, well. hang on. Let me see if I can. I, I'm wondering if this is going to come out of the BizDoc hard drive here. Uh, um, I've not been looking at anything here, but I think the last firing squad execution in the United States was Gary Gilmore in Utah. Rob, That's can you look point. that up? And, and while, while he's looking that up. Why and, do you know that, Tom? Because Tom's a biz doctor. Yeah. But you know what? Ronnie, Adam, you oh, know, Utah. But it was Utah. Give Utah credit. Yeah, the different but, guy. And there, there's actually. <laughs> what I, do you mind? I, know, wow. I, I don't know if, I don't know if the United States does this, but I think for some of these firing squads, uh, guys, so they don't. Like have to have PTSD or the self, the, like be conscious. Some of the yeah. like say there's five shooters, three of them have blanks, and only two guys have actual bullets. So nobody at the end of the day can say for a fact that I'm the one that killed this person. So it actually helps the shooting officer, so they don't have to. You know, there's well, always that question of did I do it mm-hmm. or did Johnny? Well, the do previous it? conversation we had, you know, the difference between you know American values or Western values or what Putin or something would do. You know, at least we're having this conversation in America of what is 
appropriate, uh, cruel and unusual punishment? What is considered the right way to implement the death penalty? What is the right conversation to have around capital punishment? Where in Russia, you'll just end up throwing out of window. Yeah, you're, uh, oh, you oh, just oh. end up being poisoned drink. <laughs> you end up uh, bullet back of head. Iodine like poison, something's yeah. no, gonna happen more to your head. They sprayed polonium vapor on the back of a uh, dissident. Do you, you look this up, Rob? They sprayed radioactive vapor in a bar on the back of the guy's head and on his neck, and he died in a hospital. It took it took weeks yeah. for the guy to die. And there's no there's no uh, investigation. It just happens. You know what? <laughs> Speaking of this, the biggest news in the world was uh, six months ago or so. When the the Wagner Group guy basically had to try to do a revolt against Russia, what happened? What was his name again? Anyone? I don't forget. We we remember his name at this point. Radioactive Rob. Okay, this guy. Yeah. Yep, there he Boy. is. Yeah, this Livnenko. No, this is a different guy. This was a dissident. We well, had mercury poisoning. Yes, this guy just ends up dead. Yeah. Uh, his plane is shot down. Oh yeah, the yeah. Wagner Group guy. So, Prigozhin. Prigozhin. So. The difference between America and Russia is at least we can have this conversation. What's cruel? What's not cruel? Each state can decide for themselves. That's the beauty of America's. Yeah. Well, you know, look, you know, South Carolina might be a firing squad here. But in Russia, you might just be poisoned to death with zero accountability. So at least in America, we still have this conversation of what is cruel and what is unusual and what is the appropriate amount of punishment. It's crazy that you're saying that because, you know, that because Mississippi stopped doing uh, one of these methods that was way too cruel and unusual. They would tie up the person that was on death row and just to torture them and ruin them. And they, some of them winded up killing themselves. They would put on the show The View and they would watch here, it here, here, here. and they would want to kill them. Torture. Is this a true story? I think yeah. I heard something like that where they were just like, I'd rather. They just had to talk to Whoopi. What a way to go, though. That's tough. Yeah. Could you imagine being tied up and your yeah. eyes stuck open and you have to watch Whoopi and Joy? That's that you're, is cool and un- you're totally that's horrible. disgusting. You're totally channeling uh, Stanley Kubrick's The Clockwork Orange. That's exactly it, Tom. Like, that's did you ever cool see that? Unusual. Of course I did. And they yeah. held the eyes open and made him watch. Imagine terrible that. Things. Don't kill this that's guy. That's the bro. worst torture in America. That's the what do you worst think torture. About, by, by the way, what do you think about it? What do you think about firing squad, death penalty? You know, death penalty executions. What do you think about that? It's supposed to be a deterrent. Bizdock out. What, what do you think? Yeah, about I it? mean, I actually believe in the death penalty. It's like if you. Like the mass shooters, don't get me started on these people. These kids, well, we're gonna like, get there at some point. The the, the people well, that go in and, and and murder innocent people, and mass shooters, school shooters, these people should be held accountable to the highest level. Well, that's a the highest level. That's a great question because I want to ask you, Tom, and you, uh, in the Bible. I know people always misinterpret the eye for an eye, but if this person is out there and they're killing and they kill a family. Okay, and then we have them, Tom. Are we supposed to let them live out their life, pay tax, our tax dollars to keep them alive till they die peacefully, or do no. you think we take action and we actually end this person's life uh, eye for an eye? You take them outside. You they they talk about uh, the trial. They talk about judging. They talk about witnesses. They talk about valuation. Then they talk about take them outside the camp and stone them. Oh, so well, because Adam, because I'm, I'm telling you, a lot of people have all these opinions until it happens to you. Until your family gets killed and you see this person in court, you're like, I don't just have them killed. Once in a blue moon, you see the parent want to hug the killer, which is... Well, you saw what happened with Jennifer Crumbly. You saw that, right? Are you following that story? I followed it. So jury finds Jennifer Crumbly, the Michigan school shooter's mother, guilty 
of manslaughter. Okay, of manslaughter. Uh, uh, this is the killing of four students in 2021, making her the first parent in the U.S. to be held responsible for a child carrying out a mass shooting uh, uh, a school attack. Vinny, I know you got into I, this. Monster. I, go, I, go by ahead. the way, this is one of those stories, Pat, like at the beginning where we're like, fi- finally, because me and I, we talked about this on many, many podcasts before, Adam. What do we do with people that are shooters? People what said that I was crazy because I said you should you should hold the parents or the family accountable. Well, no, they got mad at me. And you parents are accountable yeah. if what? your 14-year-old kid yeah, you're, breaks you're, a window next door. You have to pay for it. Yeah, so prosecutors say that, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Jennifer Crumbly uh, had a duty under state law to prevent her son, who was 15 at the time, mind you, uh, from harming others. Minor. She was accused of failing to secure a gun and ammunition at the home and failing. Are you ready for this? This is I love this, guys. To help to support Ethan Crumbly's mental health. Meaning, Adam, the signs were there. The kid was crazy, and you let him go out there and kill everybody. So I think this is great news because it'll give people in that state a wake-up call. Look, up at, look after your kids. Don't just give them an iPad and just go in the other room. Pay attention. Get involved. And, I mean, paramount, first and foremost, lock up your gun. If you have a kid in the house and they take that gun and they go shoot somebody, you belong in jail. 100%. And here's the thing, Adam. The max maximum for manslaughter is 15 years. So uh, prosecutors have have not said if they're going to ask for consecutive sentences of all four convictions, which can mean uh, 60 years in jail for her. This is, again, like we're talking about, like death penalty for these killers. How about parents? You better, guess what? If your kid's wearing a trench coat and writing manifestos and going, one day people are going to find out, you better check his ass. Wait, Vinny, Vinny, Vinny. We need gun control in the country. We don't need this. It's all that. But wait a minute. What was she failing to control with her um, child? Hold on one second, Tom. What to was support she his, uh, his mental health. Oh, it is a mental health issue. Yeah, weird. Oh, yeah. I thought it was the gun climbed out of the drawer, and that's why we need gun control. Oh, no. And we need all kinds of things like this. So now it is mental health. Yeah. We do need to look at America's youth. We do need to support them, identify what's going on, and find ways to help moderate their condition. And I, Gosh, I was so confused all this time. And, I, and great... You just made me think of that, too. That same monitoring with the mental health. Guess what? Same like monitor. Look at them just with this whole with the whole trans movement with all these young kids. It's like, hey, talk to your kid. Let them know that what they're going through might be a phase. They might grow out of it. You're confused. Talk to them because and then you have like that father in you New York. What he, the, wrote? He, that? Wrote, he wrote in a journal. I'm sorry. Finish. No, no, go. but you know what I mean? Pat? Like, like yeah, for instance, yeah. get involved with your kids. I know that father is trying to stick up and God bless him for his trans five year old trans yeah. kid. And then this mother, it's a different situation. But talk to your kids. That's why because they're disconnected. They're on TikTok and they're on these apps and they're like gay. Oh, you know, trans, trans, trans. It could be a boy. It could be a girl. That's you have to get involved because so things like Jennifer Crumbly tells the juror that it was her husband's job to keep track of the gun. She also said she had she saw no signs of mental distress in her son. We would talk. We did a lot of things together. I trusted him and I felt I had an open door. He would come to me about anything. He's saying this in a journal found by police. Ethan Crumbly wrote that his parents wouldn't listen to his plea for help. I have zero help. This is the kid saying wow. I have zero help for my mental problems. And it's causing me to shoot up the school. Oh, he wrote in his journal. Prosecutors introduced evidence that even Ethan Crumbly texted his mother in Springer of 2021 about demons throwing bowls and other hallucinations. But she told the juror that it was just Ethan messing around. (laughs) I have asked myself if I would have done anything differently. I wouldn't have. I wish he would have killed us instead. Is what the mother said. This is denial, wow, but, what, but what a great find, though. But like denial like, is a powerful if your, drug. Yeah, if your kid is saying 
demons. I'm seeing demons, and I want to shoot up things. It's you have to get involved, and you can't say, "Oh, we we thought he was joking." Are you? Nobody kids around. Like what's that saying? If you see something, say something. Even if it's your kid, you gotta you gotta nip that in the bud. Get him help and get him admitted if he has to. It's ridiculous. Just from a bigger standpoint. Uh... You know, a lot of words have been thrown around, especially over the last few years, about the weaponization of the Justice Department and how corrupted it is. Um, we're lucky that we still live in America and we still have the um, the jewel of the world when it comes to uh, human rights and uh, trial by jury and a trial by your peers and uh, the, basically everything that encompasses the Sixth Amendment. Now, you can you can criticize it all you want. But where else in the world where you can basically actually not be in other parts of the world poisoned, thrown off roofs? We saw what happened in uh, Andrew Tate in Romania, just held without cause. What's going on there? In Hamas land, you can just be stoned or thrown off a roof for allegedly cheating on your wife or husband, or sorry, on your husband yeah. or your gay, whatever it is. At least in America, we have a justice department that is the jewel of the world, and you can criticize it all you want. But believe me, if you if you're accused of something and you're arrested, you'd much rather be in America than anywhere else in the 100%. world dealing with our justice department. One hundred percent. Let's not forget as that. As messed up as it gets with the yeah. FBI and everything, I still would rather get. So, so Tom, are you also for the mother going to jail for the amount of years that she's going to for this? I think under appeal, the number of years is going to come down. I think up to sixty years. That that's a headline, and then you know, good behavior and stuff. I'm but you're good. With, this is the first time in U.S. history ever because because I, I got to tell you, it, it this this okay. So question: I'm what's I'm good. scarier? What's scarier? Fire squad execution or parents going to jail for a stupid thing? A crime like this, uh, a crazy yeah. crime that Ethan committed, what's scarier? What is going to scare the world more, okay, populace this. more? This or firing squad? This. I think so as well. Because, listen, parents are accountable, folks. People don't know it. But wait till your kid, you involve with five other kids, and went out and tagged the house, broke windows and everything, and he's 13 years old, and then the police say, by the way, you don't have to worry about the police. You have to worry about the homeowner's insurance and something called subrogation. And subrogation means we go after the guilty party. Your insurance company, let's say somebody hits you in a parking lot. You're walking out from Target and see somebody bash into your car, and then your your insurance company is going to take care of your car. But your insurance company has got people that are going to move heaven and hell to go after that person that ran into your car. It's called subrogation. It also happens. You, you, um, you go to the doctor and you're, you have an injury. They will call you and interview you about where the injury occurred and the insurance company will go after. So those insurance companies are going to go after the kids that broke up a house and things like this. And then it's going to go after the Got parents. It. They're so responsible. Is, you is, have to pay for yeah. it. And so, so this is just me, the logical end is, of this, that. This makes me, this makes me think about like if, you, if you're, if you're Trojan condoms, as a company, yeah. right? This is this is this is this has got to increase people buying condoms, right? <laughs> For Number sure. two, if you yeah. think about it, this is also the perfect example of the wrong people having way too many kids, and the right people having way too few kids. We're having irresponsible people that should not be parents who don't have the right values to teach their kids having too many kids, and we're having people that are responsible that can teach the right values afraid of having kids. 
That is a big problem that we're facing today. And why is that? Because our incentive program incentivizes the wrong people to have way too many kids. It's just our incentive. And it goes all the way back to, back to LBJ. I talked about this with Pierce on the show yesterday, Pierce Morgan, when he asked me about, you know, kids, parenting, father, you know, all this stuff. Um, to, to, by the way, to the, wrong, to the wrong parents who have kids, I know a lot of people who have kids like this. This should scare the crap out of those parents. Rob, this is in what state? This is Michigan? Michigan. She's in Michigan. So is this going to be... This is a does, blue state. But, but Tom, is this Allegedly. something... It, a, a law in one state doesn't necessarily apply to another state, right? That other state has to have a first case for people to say, you know, this is what happened similar to such and such case, right? Right. But a district attorney, say, in Indiana, actually, it doesn't even have to be Indiana. It can be freaking Florida. Can the, the state attorney general can, can he say, use that as what happened in Michigan? Well, they can't use it as a legal precedent direct, but they can use it and say, look, folks, they just did it in Michigan. We think it's a good precedent and I'm yeah. going for it here. And so the state attorney general there you go. can do go with it. The state attorney general of Florida, in this case, to answer your question, could say, you know what? I think what happened in Michigan was good. Bring me the first case in Florida. I want what's called a landmark case in Florida. Bring it to me. Put it on my desk. We're going to charge them. If, that make, if they make that a nationwide thing, Pat, I guarantee you the, the mass shootings are going to drop. Hundred, that's, you know how you say don't say 100%? 100% it would drop because that means those, the parents of those kids now are going to be like, wait a minute. He's wearing a trench coat. Wait, what are you talking uh, about? Let me, They're going to get involved. So then here's and, my and other safe question. safe gun storage. So here's, like my, here's my other question for you, Tom. So you know how in New York, when they came out with that four-month window or whatever it was that you can you know, go back and Me Too and then Eric Adams got hit up. Oh, and then, yeah, you know, yeah. Jamie Foxx got hit up. And all these guys, and P. Diddy got hit up like 28 times. And all these guys are like going back. Can people now use this to go back to previous mass shootings to go get their parents to go to oh, jail? Wow, good question. Well, New York has set a look-back precedent, haven't they? And so you, if we're going to allow look-back responsibility in New York in that case, then hell yes, some, case, some court may test the look-back provision. Remember, you can't be tried twice. Our Constitution guarantees that. You can be tried once. And then if the statute of limitations is moved and they decide to go back and try people, uh, under a look-back provision, look out. I guarantee you right now, okay, parents who have lost a child to mass shooting just made a phone call. A minute after this was finalized that she's going to jail, they all called each other. There's a gr- WhatsApp group me going on with all those surviving, the, the parents of who lost child to a mass shooting. They're texting each other in a group me saying, let's do a class action and let's go put all of these guys behind jail because they're responsible for it. How many of those phone calls are being made wow. right now? Think about that. Great point. So Co- this Columbine shooters for young men. People are go. about to get some very interesting knocks. <laughs> hey, you knew. Hey, you knew you didn't do anything about it. Yep. Th- this, this could set the precedent for a lot of we- – do not be surprised if in the next 30, 60, 90 days – Throughout the rest of the year, more stories like this come out of previous events. That'd that's be sick. Place. Good. Yeah. So anyways, Good. interesting. Well, we'll see what happened here. Next story. Uh, let's go through to uh, Mallorca's. Okay, so House votes on Mallorca's impeachment as U.S. Senate border deal collapses. Rob, if you want to put up the video, I don't know if you have it or not. It's like three seconds. Not a big deal. It's like 15 seconds of him uh, uh, losing uh, uh what clip is this, Rob? The one that you have with News Nation? That was a different one. Let me grab it. All right, let me just read the story here, and then whatever you find, we'll, we'll show it here. I didn't ask you about that prior. So, 
Uh, House votes on Mayorkas impeachment as Senate border deal collapses. This is a WSJ story, Wall Street Journal. House Republicans narrowly failed in their bid to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas uh, with a vote of 214 to 216 against by two, highlighting the party's struggle to unite a contentious issues amid a, sl- a slim majority and fierce immigration policy debate. Despite Mayorkas being a primary target of Republicans for the search in the border crossings, including record high levels, the impeachment effort faces challenges with only four Republicans joining Democrats in opposing it. The attempt underscored the intense politics surrounding immigration and the consequences of policy disagreement within the party, while Mayorkas defends his record, calling the impeachment effort false and arguing that border enforcement can be both tough and humane critics within the GOP, such as Representative Kim Buck, highlighted that behavior, while deemed incompetent, did not meet the threshold for impeachment under the Constitution. Vinny. I, well, first off, the, the four uh, Republicans that are just staying on the sideline, this is just more proof to everybody out there that it's a uniparty. There's no left. There's no right. This guy, Mayorkas, the bureaucrat, or, I'm sorry, bureaucrat, uh, has done the worst job of, of securing our most important thing, which is our border. He is let in by, by the end of this administration. There's going to be at least, what, 20, 20 to 22 million is the, is the real number. And guess what's going to happen? Nothing to him. Zero accountability. You're seeing right now they can't even impeach him. And he's going to have Secret Service protection, just like the other guy, Dr. Fauci, the other rat, for the rest of his life. Our tax dollars are going to pay this guy to be protected because the people know what he's done and what he's doing. And I, I cannot stand when he's been in front of, and you guys can all YouTube all the congressional hearings that he's sitting there, Holly's grilling him, uh, Graham is grilling him, and he's just sitting there with a smug face laughing at all of us because he knows nothing will happen to him because he's protected. Okay, he did his job. Say what you want, he did his job. He did his, just like Biden's doing his job. He did his job, and I think it's absolutely ridiculous. And I'm gonna, once Tom says his thing, pal, I'm gonna go into another thing that Mayorkas has been up to Tom. this weekend. Uh, the part of the quote that I loved from um, from Rep. Ken Buck is his behavior, while deemed incompetent, you know what that means, did not meet the threshold for impeachment. Unbelievable. So it means you're he's hiding behind a splitting of a hair is what he's doing. But he hey, the guy's incompetent and he's incompetent about what about our border and he's secretary of what? Oh, gosh, you know. Homeland Security, homeland. so Homeland Security guy is incompetent, and you're splitting it. Well, it didn't meet the threshold for impeachment. You just said he was incompetent. That's, that's, what the hell? A very good point that you're making. By the way, before I come to you, record breaking: fifty-seven percent of voters say U.S.-Mexico border is in crisis. Okay, as a top priority, and on top of that, Alaska National Guard planning deployment to U.S. border with Mexico. The Alaskan Army National Guard has been notified by National Guard Bureau that it is authorized to begin training in preparation for possible mobilization to support the federal Southwest border mission in early fiscal 2025. Major General Torrance Sachs of Alaska National Guard said the memorandum directs the Alaska Army National Guard General Support Aviation Battalion to be prepared to deploy two LUH-72 Lakota helicopters and 20 guardsmen uh, consisting of air uh, air crew maintenance specialists and other personnel to the border. So it's not it's not just something right now that they're sitting around saying, well, it's not really a big deal. Americans are not happy about it. Fifty seven percent Alaska National Guard being asked by National Guard to go to it. Adam, your thoughts on the story, the whole thing. Well, we, we know that the uh, 
situation of the border is a freaking disaster. Our immigration uh, system is completely broken. This is nothing new. Uh, but if we learned anything from the Trump administration, if we're talking about this guy Mayorkas and getting impeached, for how many times was Trump to try to they try to impeach him? Two, three times, I whatever it was. Yeah, we had to learn something from that, though, guys. Uh, what did we learn? We learned that um, in order to impeach somebody, that you must um, they must be they they must fit uh, the crime of high crimes and misdemeanors. That's what it comes down to. You've heard this a million times. High crimes and misdemeanors. High crimes and misdemeanors. What the hell does that mean? So what they, one of the guys who actually, uh, one of the House Republicans that actually voted not to impeach Mayorkas, his name is Mike Gallagher. He's a Republican out of Wisconsin. He actually wrote an editorial in the Wall Street Journal as to why he didn't want to impeach um, Mayorkas, who's nobody's saying that he's doing a great job. Great? Um, he's not doing his job at all, Adam. Well, it's period. But you, here's where you're wrong. Go ahead. Because... He actually is doing his job. Um, and this is what it comes down to is that uh, it's not high crimes and misdemeanors because he's actually enforcing the Biden policy. So here's where it gets into the nuance of why he did not impeach him. Because you're like, oh, he sucks. He sucks he does, at his job. He does. His job is to follow policy, is to follow the law. At the end of the day, the law of the land is an open border policy implemented by the Biden administration. So... The, the, the biggest person that we should be yelling at, that we should be, you know, shouting our fists at in the air is not Mayorkas. He's actually following the policy. He could quit, Adam. It is if vital. He has a, if he has a conscience and a soul, he should quit. Uh, listen, hold on a second. Yep. Because he's been with Biden since the beginning where he was sitting in Congress. And that's the, there's, a, there's a famous speech where uh, Biden's like, you know, hey, uh, bring everybody in. He goes, I want, uh, I want everybody to be of Eastern European stock. And Mayorkas is sitting in there uh, smiling with him. But just, just another fun fact. I want everybody to know this. You know the Eagle Pass? Where those yeah. thousands and thousands were coming every single day. Yeah, of course. And the government was suing, you know, that Biden fist in there, Biden was suing them to take it down. Guess what? Since the barbed wire's been up, it went from a couple thousand. Guess how many has been crossing since then? Three. Think about this, everybody. A little razor wire stopped the entire migration, people illegal crossing. So you know what? Instead of that $118 billion that they want to send to Ukraine and all this shit. Time out, spend a couple hundred million, put razor wire everywhere. The hell with the wall. Put razor wire on top of razor wire on top of razor wire. It's working. Look at this. Eagle Pass border crossing dumped to thousands per day to three. Awesome. Guess what? I don't, you don't need to be a freaking rocket scientist but to know the government is suing Texas because it works. So Mayorkas, as much as I get what you're saying, though, guess what? If you have a conscience, if you have a soul, guess what? I'm stepping down. I can't do the dirty work for you guys anymore. No matter how much of a bureaucrat, no matter how loyal he is to the party, get the hell out of Dude, here. Dude, I'm with you 100%. What, what's happening at the border is a freaking disaster. Uh, I'm just giving you the, the rationale you. I you. No, I from you. the Republican congressperson yeah. why he did not vote to impeach him. He I basically said, he, they used a term that I've never heard before called maladministration. Basically, bad policy. Mm -hmm. So can you impeach somebody from bad policy? Essentially, no. You can call them an idiot. You can call them a moron. You can basically say you're a bad person, but you actually followed the law, which is ridiculous and redundant at this point. But you're right. Now, shout out to Governor Abbott, because basically he's nationalized 
what's happening in Texas. Now the people in New York, you see Eric Adams comparing himself to Jesus at this point. You see what's going on there. He's shipping him off to Chicago, sanctuary cities. This is the number one issue in America right now. It's no longer inflation. And the only problem is it's not going to be solved. Why? Because Donald Trump doesn't want them to solve it right now because this is a campaign issue. This is the biggest campaign issue for him. This is going to what's going to allow him to say, I told you so. I alone can fix it. What was his latest tweet? He talked about this. He said, if you want a really secure border, your, your only hope is to vote for Trump in 2024. They don't want this fixed. Trump wants to run on this issue. It needs to be fixed, but it's a political talking point, and it'll be the number one talking point Rob, in the election in 2024. He's 100% right. Go, go, go to Twitter, Rob. Go, go to Twitter. I fully agree with what he's saying here. Uh, so with Me? Yeah, of course. Zoom in. So zoom in. Go to the bottom one right there. Click on that one right there, the, that tweet. So I tweeted this yesterday. Republicans got pissed saying, why are you giving a strategy? I'm like, this is exactly. <laughs> so watch it. Why call it a border bill when 20 out of 118 is going to the southern border? Meanwhile, over 50 percent is going to Ukraine, 60 billion. Just call it the Ukraine bill. By the way, tip to Democrats. This is where I want to go to. Who really want to be Trump in 2024? Watch this. A six, seven step program. Actually use 100 percent of it towards protecting the bill. It'll shock the Republicans. Number two, suspend all asylum and immigrants coming to America for the rest of 2024. Number three, build even a bigger ball with the 118 billion to make it nearly impossible to cross. Number four, double down on border patrol and actually arrest those who disrespect America. Number five, send military personnel to the border for the rest of the year. Number six, send your most influential Democrats to the border and document it. Invite every single media outlet to record it all. Obama's, Clinton's, Pelosi, just Nancy, keep <laughs> Paul at home, Newsom, Kamala, AOC, even Biden's, and last but not least, Haley. Yes, Haley, she's a Democrat. Mm -hmm. Invite celebrities as well to the show to show how much you care. I have three other items. I'm not going to cover those three. If you do that, you'll actually show the people you're putting America first instead of Ukraine. The question is, will you do it? That's Zero strategy. Chance. If they do this, mm -hmm. the campaign for Trump changes Big time. immediately. Mm -hmm. But the chance of them doing this is slim to none. Yeah. Slim You're to giving none. them the recipe, but they're not cooking they're that not, thing they're, up. There's <laughs> no, they're no way they're going to do it. By the way, let me, let me show you a couple other things, Sean, what's going on with Oakland. Vi did you see the video that came out about Apple Store? It just was released a couple the, hours the ago. Guy walking Have around? you seen that? It's, it's crazy. Okay, yeah. so check this out. Let's go through California, and let's go through Newsom. What a phenomenal job he's doing for the state of California. And before I get into telling you what's going on with California, this is just another day in Oakland. This is yesterday. Go ahead and play this, Rob. Oakland, California. The mall? They're not doing nothing. And by the way, in front of everybody, boom. Oh, he's by himself. This watch dude this. ain't even wearing a mask. And no one is doing <laughs> don't get nothing. Nobody, look. By the way, that's already, I think, 14, 16, 18, 19. Look at it. 19, that's 23. Oakland. Right there's $35,000 right Oakland there, $40,000. Oakland in the house. This guy's efficient. And guy, watch what the other guy's doing. Nothing. She's just making a phone call. Hey, hey babe. Hey, babe. Where do you want to eat lunch? Yeah. Boom. I'm out. And Boom. there's a cop outside. There's a cop car out there? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Nothing. Dude. Gets in his car. Oh. Guy's even, even recording it, documenting it. Double now, parked. watch this. Watch well, this. He's going to get caught. No, Newsom. Sending 120 California Highway Patrol officers to Oakland to crack down on alarming crime surge, okay? Alarming crime surge. Like, I wonder why. Maybe because it's okay to do so in many parts of California. It's called bad policies have consequences. So, uh, so uh, 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 California Governor Newsom responds decisively. 
to the surge in crime Oakland by deploying 120 highway patrol officers saying what's happening in this beautiful city and surrounding area is alarming and unacceptable, right? This deployment uh, signifies a monumental increase in state law enforcement presence constituting a 900% surge in personnel aiming to address the significant rise in violent crime, robbery, vehicle theft rates observed in 2023 with increases of 21%, 38%, and 45% in robbery, vehicle theft rates, uh, uh, respectively, significantly surpassing other urban centers in California. By the way, on top of that, Oakland local saddened, disappointed after Kaiser warned staffers to stay inside at lunch over crime Worries. Okay, I'm not going to read all of these for you. I'm just going to give you the headlines. Okay, I mean, California is shocked by electric bill rate hikes like you're getting punished. Californians and many California residents such as 90 year old Dorothy Lovell and Rebecca Gallegos expressed shock over soaring utility bills with Lovell describing it as almost like you're getting punished. And Gallego stating she was blown away by her $162 increase. Jeez. Increase. Pacific Gas and Electric Company implemented a $35 monthly, $35 monthly increase for customers approved by the California Public Utilities Commission, totaling to over $400 annually, aimed at wildfires, according to PG&E spokesman Lindsay Paolo. PG&E offers assistance programs, relief assistance, et cetera, et cetera. So California, a mess. Oakland, a mess. Prices, a mess. Gas prices, a mess. Electric prices, a mess. Safety, a mess. Yet. Belmar loves He's a winner. winner. His hair is good. Belmar loves His hair is good. And you forgot the crap in the streets, which is another plus. So, by the way, Tom, you see stuff like this. We're all Californians, right? You see the stuff at... You know, Apple Store, the guy steals $50,000 of phones, give or take. I don't know what they sell those phones for nowadays, $2,500, $2,000. And no, nobody's nothing. You know, cops outside, not arresting, not no doing anything. That's a cop right outside of <laughs> Apple doing nothing. What the hell is going on with California, Mr. Thomas Ellsworth? Well, I'll tell you what's going on. First of all, it's election year, and this is not the first time that Newsom is... And by the way, did you see the word that got dropped into the story there on behalf of Gavin Newsom? Acted decisively mm. to do this. And so basically, he knows his policies have created problems, and now he's trying in an election year to look decisive. He also, about four or five months ago, we remember we had the, um, uh, the, the folks from England on the uh, show that were talking about recovery from trans, yep. how he had come back. Yep. And one of the things he pointed out was that Newsom had recently passed a bill that enhanced sanity and um, with regard to custody in the courts. Remember that? Mm-hmm. He came sweeping in and did that, and he came sweeping in and said, driverless trucks need to have a a co-driver for safety on the roads this guy is creating problems and then in election year sweeping in to make the guy make himself look like he's solving them that's what's happening in california the thing on the um, electric bill tax how long the state of california has been in bed with pg and e and didn't have them upgrading all that equipment with those long high tension wires that go through the forest that were arcing and creating the fires that was aging equipment Guess what? Now everybody in California gets to pay for it. You know, this is this is a failed leader. This guy is coming out here feigning, you know, that that he's out there trying to help and be your hero. He's not. He's created the problems. He's perpetuated the problems. And now, oh, it's election year. I'm sending 120 highway patrol guys to come happy. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. 
This is not Somalia. Oakland has a police force. Greenlight them to do their job rather than handcuffing them and not allowing them to stop what they regard as petty theft. Petty theft, remember in in, uh, California, that if it was under $1,000, it's okay? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So when they break a window in San Francisco, break a window in San Francisco, grab a backpack. Hey, that's only $1,000. That's petty theft. And what do you get? You get rampant crime. This guy, that's not, that's not petty theft. This guy just committed grand theft, which even in California is, is five grand. That's grand theft. Five iPhones is 5000 bucks. That's grand theft. Just green light the Oakland Police Department to do their job rather than handcuffing them in a mm-hmm. state that still has this underlying, you know, um, defund the police thing. And now Gavin Newsom is sending highway patrol people from Sacramento to go help Oakland. Just let the police department do their Vinny, fucking job. Well, what, the, well, what, that's what my, well, my question to you is, Tom, what, like, at, going all the way back, Adam always says follow the money, so I'm trying to follow what, what in your right mind as a governor, I, I get to defund the police, but what, what is the, like, why are you trying to let it so... Okay for them to steal and no 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 security could chase them. I mean, remember that Zoom that he had? It's redistribution. It's like, socialist redistribution. They 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 want them to steal. They want they're they're incentivizing them to go go and do it. And you're not gonna get in trouble. I feel like California is the epitome of your feelings matter more than facts. Yeah. I feel like California is just this. It's it's we. It's the most beautiful state in the union. We get it. It's gorgeous. The mountains, the oceans, the beaches. The highways, it's so beautiful, but then when you when you peel back the curtain, so to speak, and you look at the actual data and the facts, it's a freaking disaster. I, I don't I, I everyone I talk I'm from I'm the only one here who's never lived in California, right? I've spent time there, but I'm a Florida guy. I didn't really realize I tell the story all the time about how me and Ricky would always argue about politics, what have you, because I didn't fully understand what an absolute shit show it is literally <laughs> yeah. out in California. I had no idea. You know, if it's different, if you go on vacation for a week or two, you go to L.A., you see the what's beach. going on. Yeah, you're not at the beach. Don't make, you go to a couple of parties. Go Malibu, to Malibu. Yeah. You're not living there. You're not stepping over homeless people. You're not getting robbed at a Mike Malik was over here the other day. He's He showed us a video of a, of a guy in his house that day robbing his house. Pri- privately. He showed Pri- that afterwards. Okay, yeah. sorry. I don't know. That was yeah. a private thing. But he no. talked about it. Yeah. He basically said California is like a, an ex-girlfriend that you can't yeah. escape. It's just it, it just seems like a slow drip. Of stories of see what they did here in California, see what they did here in California. Yep. You see what's going on here, you see what's going on here. And then at what point are people just be like, if someone pushes you and pushes yeah. you and pushes you and pushes you, at what point are you gonna be like, dude, get the fuck off of me? And you know, and you you want to trip out too? I because I have conversations with because I lived there for almost twenty years, right, Adam? I still I'm getting texts in a group text with, with me and Brady of liberal, like you know what they're saying to me. California is getting better. It's not that bad. New York is getting better. These are delusional people that can't admit when something is broken, bro, because they're going to look sh- like crap because they're so uh, like dedicated to this point. You know, I used, to, I used to think, I used to think in, uh, when I ran my insurance company, uh, uh, in every insurance company, in every business you run, you, you have people that you can never win them over. Ever. They're, they're delusional. They're complainers. And they're always going to complain and bitch about the fact that it's not fair. I can't believe you did this and da 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 da. And I spent first God knows how many years of my career trying to convert those people, <laughs> until I finally realized they're chronically crap magnets, and they've been like that their entire lives, and only they can change themselves. I can't. Crap magnets 
there is 80% of the world that are crap magnets. They attract bad shit to their lives. Okay, They attract drama. They attract issues. There's always bad things happening to them. If you try to subscribe your life to trying to convert crap magnets into independent people, you will live a very miserable life. I was miserable for many years until I sat there and I realized, hey, leave these guys alone. Because if, if you're trying to convert them over, they're eventually going to baptize you into being a crap magnet. Hmm. You have to be very careful with that. Spend time with people who have hope, who are reasonable, who are willing to have conversations. And if you can show and prove with data and a decent argument and a good argument, and within time, eventually they go and do their own independent research, they're eventually going to say what? Oh, this makes sense, man. Uh, yeah, it makes sense, man. When I first started talking about Texas to my guys, they're like, this guy's out of his mind. I'd never live in Texas. You're out of your freaking mind. Every one of my original guys, Vinny, when I tell you, every, Tom, yes or no, 100% of the original guys that started with me that were making less than 100K per year with us, 100% of them, Vinny, are, in te- are all in Texas. Are you see- and they're, they're, they're Not in the it. same city, oh, really? but they're all in Texas. <laughs> and they're chilling. Austin, Houston, Dallas, you name it. San Antonio. San Antonio. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, San Antonio, they're all in Texas. And by the way, they're not there just for the tax for the taxes. These people, and they move their organizations there, are thriving. Oh, I thought. And by the way, they're great it. human beings. They're great leaders. Phenomenal parents. Incredible parents. Multimillionaires. Financially free. And eventually, because they could reason, okay, because they were able to understand the argument being made. They eventually said, yeah, of course, this makes sense. What the hell am I doing living in California? Yeah. Okay. What am I doing living in California? Going to deal with dealing. And by the way, we still have a massive presence in California. Mm-hmm. The people that don't want to leave, they're like, there's no way in the world I'm going to leave California. I'm here. The weather. Ride or die, whatever. Maybe they live in some good conservative counties that they kind of leave them alone. To each his own. Totally get that. What's the moral of the story here? The moral of the story isn't you're going to convert everybody. You don't need to convert everybody. There's people that will never leave that place. Why don't certain people live certain countries that are just absolutely terrible? You can't leave the 80% of people that see themselves as that. They have an identity issue. But enough people are sitting there and saying, damn, can't do this anymore. This is getting crazy. And these are not liberals, Republicans, or independents, or libertarians. These are just reasonable people that are saying, logically, I can't live in California anymore. And they're leaving. Enough of them are going to do that in New York, in D.C., in all these different places. Even D.C. right here. D.C. supermarkets turn to high-tech security gates as crime continues to surge. New York NYPD ditches its $12,500 Times Square subway police robot after only four months. Pull up this. By the way, actually go to the video when Eric Adams introduced the robots. There was a video to it. Go on Twitter and type in Eric Adams New York robots. Just type that in. Uh, in the in the search, you know it's bad. That the robots are leaving. <laughs> you know New York has lost it when the robots are like, "We're out of here." See if you can find this clip. Yeah, right there. Watch this. Yep. Okay, this is uh, zo- zoom in a little bit, a little bit around. Oh my God, pull it back. He said this is four months ago. Big deal. Press play. Devices like the K five have the possibility to serve as a deterrent to crime, or at least learn best practices while using technology going forward. $12,500 a piece. <laughs> Guess what? What? 
Times Square subway police robots, after four months, they're ditching this $12,500 idea. Despite costing only $9 an hour and being part of a seven-month pilot program, the 420-pound, 5'3-inch egg-shaped K5 police robot failed to justify its expense. Now parked in an empty storefront gathering dust, public opinion on the robot's effectiveness was largely negative with MTA passengers and residents criticizing it as a waste of taxpayer money and resources, <laughs> highlighting its inability to climb stairs and the oh. need for human officers yeah. to supervise. The pa- but you know what the point is? The point is common sense prevails. Yeah. People are sitting there saying, what are we doing with these damn robots, right? Yeah. What was the intention of this thing anyway? Well, well, what the hell is it supposed to, to do? It's supposed to do that all the cameras, it had a speaker and a bunch of cameras. You, want you are being Honestly, observed. It actually had a very good sound yeah. system. It was playing some real good hip-hop it music. Plays, it small, but yo, you ready for this? The robot costs the taxpayer $9 an hour. But guess what? It had to be chaperoned by at least one or two cops. So we're paying the cop to stand there next to it so nobody messes with it. Bro, I don't know if you guys know that there was an interview, Rob. I don't think you're going to find it. But the, they asked to the interview the, the robot, like, what's wrong? And he's like, the mayor sucks. And it just, that's it. It's finished. <laughs> the, mayor, the mayor's not good. Would you like, like to see the reaction to New Yorkers as they pass by the yeah, robot? Please, please. Do, please. please. You got this it, is good. Yeah. The hell out of my face. What do you say? He's like, get the F out of my face. I'm going to follow you. The bullshit yeah, out of hey, you. Have any weed? Do you have any weed on you? Wait, wait a minute. Out of my go- face. I'm a cop. Put your hands on the wall. Get out of my face. <laughs> and both New Yorkers, but there was a story where a couple of guys grabbed their robin and threw it in front of a train. They were you know, they were trying to push it off, off the edge oh, oh onto God. the tracks. He's like, I, so I, have a wife, I have a wife and kids. Don't do it. <laughs> I have a microwave at home. I wonder if that's a crime, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is it killing a Because you know if you have a dog, it's a salt. I'll miss my see? girlfriend, the microwave. <laughs> yeah. My, my wife is at home with the microwave. It's like, uh, no, dude. she is a microwave. But, 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 and again, going back to my point, how much bad crap can New York, can they do anything right? Can this mayor do anything right? Okay. Nothing's working. Public now. service announcement for Eric Adams. Eric Adams, you need some vault. Yeah. Unlock your brain. <laughs> Energy, memory, yeah. sharpness, focus, and oh. no sugar and no caffeine. Oh. And it's legal to take this in your luggage when you go on trips to Central America. Beautiful. What's the story with Eric Adams that he compared himself to Jesus? Yeah. yeah we have said, that story? He said something. That Where's that, like, Rob? Play the clip, Rob. It's the second half. It's a minute clip, yeah. and in the second half, he compares himself to Jesus. He starts going into kind of a down-home the, the guy speech, is just... Right? Uh, go to 20 seconds. Where Tom said he yeah, right there. That's the press play. No, listen. That's why people are hating on me. <laughs> Great start, Rob. You trying to figure out why they're hating on me? They're hating on me because those who, how many of you go to church? Ma'am, this is a Matthew 21 and 12 moment. Jesus walked in the temple. He saw them doing wrong in the temple. He did what? He turned the table Came over. I went to City Hall to turn the table over. First woman police commissioner of color. First Spanish-speaking police commissioner. First Spanish-speaking diversity. Uh, uh, correction commi- com- commissioner. C- c- commissioner. Go through the line of loafers. what we're doing. $300 loafers. By the oh, way, by the way, not just three. Did you see him in the vest with the with the Fendi uh, scarf? No. Oh, oh this he, is the best. He's bald. <laughs> this is great, huh? <laughs> Adams. He's just. By the way, by the way, no, no, no. no, 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 no you have female... to stop, Tom. Hang on one second, Tom. Oh. Why did this? 
Watch this. Under the bulletproof vest? Under the bulletproof vest, bro. That's where your money is going. That is hilarious. He's wearing the vest under his bulletproof Is there a video? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. By the way, go to the price point of it to the left. They show how much it is. Right? No, no, no. No, the right there, uh, bottom right. Yes, it's $700 scar. $700 scar. Yeah. Oh, wait. He, he's really channeling his inner hip hop rapper. Right? No, 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 no. He Everything, bought it. No, no, hold on, on Tom. Uh, Everything with uh, that he's talking about. Do you remember when uh, Nas used to have that song with Diddy? You can hate me now. Yeah. But I won't stop now. You can hate yeah. me now. Great song. He's trying to do a uh, a rap video with 50 Cent. Oh, Everything. God. So it was basically 25 cents. That's what Baby said he's after the actor. taxes. He's an actor. And now he's just sort of channeling, uh, channeling his inner Kanye. Remember Kanye? Uh, Month ago, when he went on his rant, he goes, "It's Jesus, Trump, yay!" Yeah. Now, yeah. add uh, add Eric Adams to all that. Unbelievable. No, no, no. And by the way, he didn't pay that. I've been to New York, and at you can go to Sixth Avenue and Fifty Ninth, which is right on the edge of Central Park. I saw a guy selling these on the corner for ten bucks. Yeah, you, he, Tom, he, they're on every I, corner in New York. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think the mayor's rocking a fake Fendi. I think he's going for the gusto. Uh, no. How do you know? Well, he, he, just, on, he just got rid the, of a twelve thousand dollar robot. On the mayor's and yeah, and by the way, and he said that he said the first female police commissioner. Ma'am, we want to buy a robot. That seems reasonable. Yeah, exactly. That's what your DEI hire gets you. Yeah, and by the way, go, talking about DEI, this leads me to Zoom. Zoom at one point was the stock during COVID. Mm-hmm. When you remember, everybody and their mothers wanted to be like, oh, my God, where's the Zoom stock going to be going to? Is it going to go to this? Should I, should I buy some of the stock? Well, Zoom cuts DEI-focused team as corporate America retreats on diversity initiatives. And by the way, this is not a story from Fox Business. It's a story from Bloomberg. Even Uh-oh. Bloomberg had to write this because of how much of a hot mess this has turned into with this DEI, costing all these companies a bunch of money. So let's talk about this. Zoom Video Communications Inc. has disband- disbanded its teams dedicated to a diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives amidst recent layoffs, opting to engage external consultants for a broader Approach to inclusion with Chief Operating Officer Aparna Bawa noting Zoom needed to change its approach to DEI as revealed in a memo while reaffirming, reaffirming the company's commitment to DEI endeavors. This move reflects a wider trend of corporate America scaling back on diversity initiatives in the face of conservative scrutiny with companies like Pfizer, BlackRock, Revising their policies and Tesla removing the language supporting minority workers from regulatory filings, driving by criticism from prominent figures, including Elon Musk and investors like Bill Ackman, amid a contentious debate surrounding the effectiveness of DI strategies. First of all, Bill Ackman is not a conservative. This is not a conservative scrutiny. This is called common sense scrutiny. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. Rob, what is the one that you have here? Tesla chief, a billionaire, Mark Cuban, has spoken out supporting it. The Supreme Court's decision to ban affirmative action from college admissions emboldened the conservative group to uh, lodge complaints against dozens of complaints, including American Airlines, Macy's, McDonald's. It, 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 proof is in the pudding, and more and more companies are starting to realize this was a bad idea. Tom, thoughts on this? It is an amazing thing when public companies that have to file quarterly reports and show earnings and show progress suddenly sit back and go, uh, you know, maybe we just want to do this based on merit and kind of close mm-hmm. your eyes during an interview and just ask people and interview them and find out if they know how to do the job, find out through references if they did a good job at their last job. I don't care if they're a 
four foot five Martian. If they can do the job, let them do the job. Merit has never gone away. It's been there, but it's been just covered up by this whole DEI movement. And this was a political movement that gained steam and it doesn't work. And it doesn't matter that the Supreme Court uh, ruling only was talking about colleges and they got their problems. We saw the hearing in front of the Congress and how that Cuban went. is still defending it, though. You still got islands. In, I call Cubans like the rock in the stream. He's the guy, the rock sticking up in the middle of the stream. The water's going by. He doesn't seem to care. And it didn't work. And he's trying to make his point, And he's trying to do all that. And you still have those things. But there is common sense is coming back. If you know how to do your job, you're good at doing your job, then I don't care who you are, what you look like. Don't impose it on other people. Just do your damn job. We've got an earnings report. And I think the common sense is coming back. But it's being led, Pat, by the wind of capitalism blowing toward merit and ability and accountability. Mm-hmm. And you can't erase the sins of the past by implementing sins today. That's something that we need to take note of. That's that, a t-shirt. Thank you, buddy. I like that. I think, um, you know, we can acknowledge what happened in America prior to 1964 and say, all right, we definitely had some systematic stuff that needed to be addressed. Why do I say 1964? Because that's the year the Civil Rights Act basically came out, okay? 1964, landmark civil rights case, basically said that you can, it prohibits, and I'll read it word for word here, prohibits discrimination on the basis of race, color, religion, sex, or national origin. It prohibits it. That is systematic. You talk about systematic racism, that stopped in 1964. Vinny talks about all the time, you can't erase racism People are going to be ra- whites are going to be racist, blacks are going to be racist, Asian people, Latino, like people are going to be people. But systematically, there's nothing in place mandating this. So DEI is basically trying to reverse the patriarchy. Who's the patriarchy? White men that started the country. Oh, you mean white men like George Washington and Thomas Jefferson and uh, John Adams, people that basically started our country? Yeah, those guys. Yeah, no, no, no big deal about those guys. But the, the whole conversation that DEI is the exact opposite of this, because this is this is basically saying prohibiting discrimination. This is encouraging discrimination on the basis of race, color, religion, sex. It's just encouraging not hiring straight white men. Yep. And, you know, yeah, Tom, Tom you know, you're screwed. You're, you're screwed, buddy. Um, so let's just go back to, to, to what this Civil Rights Act was for and start living that kind of life. And based on meritocracy, you're absolutely right. Well, listen, more and more uh, of these stories come out, more and more validates, common sense prevails. But for a few years, dumb ideals fool tens of millions of people until common sense people who are relentless keep pushing back. Okay, do we want to go into, uh, uh, let's go to the Disney story. Let's go to the Disney story. So who wins the battle between the Disney board? There's a lot of stuff going on here with Disney, and it's not slowing down, and it's just more and more drama for Bob Iger. So who wins in the battle over Disney's board? Tryon Fund Manager, led by activist Nelson Peltz, has nominated himself and former Disney CFO Jay Rasulo to Disney's board, aiming to shake up the Disney's direction after years of underperformance. Tryon, holding nearly 2% of Disney's shares, seeks to replace Two current board members, Maria Elena Lago Massino and Michael Foreman, 
with Peltz and Rosulo replacing them. Blackwell's Capital, another activist investor, has proposed its own slate of three new directors in response to Try and Met campaign, alleging that Try and motives stem from hostility towards former CEO Bob Iger rather than genuine concern about Disney's performance. The outcome of the proxy battle will largely depend on institutional investors as they hold the majority of Disney's shares, while individual investors and company investors, insiders have a smaller stake. Their vote could still influence the final decision and the ongoing struggle over Disney's board composi- uh, compensation. Composition. Disney activist Blackwell's Blackwell's proposal splitting up the company in proxy. Again, same story. Blackwell's floated the idea of Disney separating its own real estate which it says they represent about 44% of its market cap cost into independent publicly REITs or series of investment vehicles in which the shares can uh, interest, uh, uh, can be distributed to shareholders. Anyways, with all the stuff that's going on here, you would think Disney's learned from all these flops back to back to back on what they're going to do. And by the way, if Disney really wants to make a big comeback, guess what they would do? They would go get on their knees and beg Beg a man named Johnny Depp. Johnny will give you $300 million. Wow. Do you remember when they asked Johnny the question? Can you pull up Johnny Depp's response when asked about Pirates of the Caribbean? Have you seen his response? I haven't. Oh, brother. It's dope. <laughs> oh, my. Rob, you've seen it before, right? When Johnny Depp responds to Pirates of the Caribbean, if they paid him $301 million, would he take the job back? His answer, tell me you find this, Rob. This is... Uh, um, and when was this, Patrick? Oh, this is two years ago. Johnny Depp... Uh, uh, Amber, uh, uh, th- this is the Amber Heard, um, uh, uh, oh man, Rob, if you, f- the reaction when they asked him, Johnny Depp questioned, maybe it's Johnny Depp questioned, well, Tom, before I go into that, Tom, can you give some thoughts on what's going on here with the Disney's board? Because obviously Tryon, I think they're the sixth largest institutional holder of shares in Disney, and he's a multi-billionaire. two guys that are fighting for this. This guy's a $1.5 billion guy. I believe another guy's a $4.5 billion guy. He could be the one. Can you kind of pull that up and give your thoughts yeah, on so this? Yeah, so let me, let me pull it back for America. This is your favorite sports team, has missed the playoffs by missing the shot at the end of the last game of the regular season. They missed the playoffs. You're upset. All of these private equity ones you hear on the board, they're the players. The players all want to win. All these investors in Disney want to win. They, they are not winning on the stock market. They are not winning on profits. And so now the players are in the locker room. They've got the, the old coach has come back to coach them, Bob Iger. And now the players are saying things to the media. What we need is more discipline. What we need is a, is a different free agent. You've seen this, Pat, right? The players, the players at the end of the season are unleashed. And that's what these – so think of it that way, America. Think of it as – or world, the world that's listening – as this is a bunch of players on the team that want to win. These private equity people all have big investment. They want to make money. They all agree on one thing. Disney is messed up, It's be, and they had to bring Bob Iger back to see if it could lead it out of the ditch. And everybody wants to improve performance, and they're all saying that they have an idea to do it, and but they need control. So they're all arguing about having – Having enough votes to get control. That's what that's what's going on here. When they say, I want to put directors here, they want to have an election and vote on how, what the direction of Disney is. Then one of them has gone public and Blackwell's capital and said, listen, we've got theme parks, we've got hotels, we've got TV, and a lot of the cable stations aren't doing well. Hey, ESPN is doing so terribly. Why don't we join voices with all of our enemies and just make a super cable station? Good idea. Bring me a proposal on that. And they're trying to 
to, to say this is the way to fix it. They just want to make money. All these folks just want to make money, By the way, and Disney is a mess. Check this out. Watch the stats. October of 2005 is when Bob Iger becomes CEO of Disney. October okay. of 2005, which is what? Roughly 19 years ago, 18 years ago, he becomes CEO, right? At the time, Disney's worth $47 billion. He becomes chairman in 2012. Companies worth $90 billion. Wow. Okay? He steps down as CEO and executive chairman February of 2020 at the top. $328 billion, crushing it, Oof. absolutely crushing it. This is Disney Plus era, right? Then 2021, he steps down as executive chairman, returns as CEO in November 2022. 2014 valuation of Disney was $160 billion. Ten years later, 20, uh, 2024 valuation of Disney is roughly $170 billion. In 10 years, valuation increased only $10 billion, okay? That's not a good thing. That's 5% increase of the company's valuation in 10 years. By the way, that's like putting your money in a savings account at a bank. That's the kind of returns Disney brought. Is, is that correct or no, Tom? That's or exactly right, and that's why now, all these investors are pissed. So, so then Nelson Pelt, who owns Tryon Partners, his net worth is around $1.5 billion. He's a number six institutional holder. There's another guy also, er, uh, Ike Perlmutter, who is a $4.5 billion guy. He sold Marvel to Disney. He's one of the biggest shareholders. He owns a ton of equity. He's a pro-Israel guy, conservative guy himself. At this point, you know who owns the most Disney shares? Institutional. Right now? Vanguard's number one. Really? They own 8%. Weird. BlackRock Black is number two, 6.6%. State Street is number three, 4%. But the biggest owner in the last couple months of, uh, of uh, Disney. Warren Buffett? No, not at all. It's actually South Park. Is, is what the biggest owner is. They've owned Disney and Bob Iger <laughs> with the oh, clips God. that they've done on them. Okay? So so now all this going on, like, okay, maybe they should go give, bring Johnny Depp back. Hey, Bob, you know, you've lost so much money the last couple of years. The valuation went from $328 billion to $170 billion. You've lost $160 billion of valuation. The last two and a half, three years, give or take. Guess what? Go pay Johnny Depp. Pay him a half a billion dollars. Beg him to come back. Beg him to come back. Drop the press release, okay? This guy's going to be worth this half a billion dollars. will take Disney from 170 to $220 billion because guys like us are going to be like, thank God they're bringing him back. They make announcement. There is no DEI, LGBTQ stuff going on here. Give Johnny this. They asked Johnny the question in court. Here's what Johnny had to say. Go ahead, Rob. Mr. Depp, if Disney came to you with $300 million <laughs> and a million alpacas, Nothing on this <laughs> earth would get you to go back and work with Disney on a Pirates of the Caribbean film. Correct? That is true, Mr. Robinborn. <laughs> that Mr. is Disney true. Disney By the way, give him $500 million. Wow. So guess what Disney announces? What? So what's his name in the movie? What's Johnny Depp's name in the movie? Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow. You want to know the new Jack Sparrow? Go ahead and Don't, show him, Rob. You're joking. No, no, Probably go ahead and show him the new guy. Jack Sparrow. Go show him. No, no, no. It's better than a black guy. Asian the new guy. Jack Sparrow. No, it's not. The woman... The Black woman? <laughs> upcoming no, female-led Pirates of the Caribbean movie it's still a- is still making that Disney. Ayo Edebiri is being eyed to star as a character named Anne. They want a younger cast of pirates looking for hidden treasure. Can I ask you a question? <laughs> Can I ask you? And Tom, you, you two are going to yeah, know. You got, all three of you guys are going to know better than me. Point. You see the writing on the wall. You've lost half your money. I know Vanguard. They all have an agenda. But at what point are you like, guys, mm-hmm. enough is enough? Tom, if you're on the board, 
and you're seeing this and you're not as woke DEI, but you're losing everything. How much power do you have to go? Guys, you are absolutely not putting a by, by the way, to take the, the pirate. Do you think she's straight or she's lesbian? I don't know. She's a lesbian. She's le- okay. She was, was asked say- in January 10th of 2024. There we go. While discussing her role as lesbian character, Jossie and Bottoms Berry told, I don't know if she's a lesbian. She played Senators uh, Rachel's going to talk lesbian fight comedy. I mean, listen. Do you understand what direction they're going right now? Yeah, of course. But, but, but here's the, the one thing: thing the one thing that they they have in common, though, whether it's Johnny Depp or the lesbians, uh, the pirates, they want that booty. <laughs> we know that <laughs> booty. But listen, <laughs> but, but, but here's the thing, though: it's like no. Listen, we don't. Ca- I don't care, gay and all oh that. The God. character is Jack Sparrow. End of story, bro. Without him, you're not. I'll I'll bet anybody right now ten thousand dollars to your one thousand dollars. That is going to flop. Rob, Rob, do me, Rob, do me a favor, Rob. Go to Google and type in the following. God. Is Ayo Edebiri a lesbian? Just type that, please, and see what comes up with a Wikipedia. Wait till you got go. Zoom in, please. Let's read this. During her junior year of college, Edebiri began pursuing a career in comedy and interned at Upright Citizens Brigade. Edebiri has canvas for the Democratic Socialist oh, of weird. America. Yeah. Oh, weird. And she identifies Q. as queer. Q. You're, all you're going to do is alienate. 50 plus percent of the country. Most men are going to be like, dude, you know all those gay, lesbian, black pirates running around back in the day? No. It it's was fucking happening. white dudes. I, I don't remember that. Yeah, but but hear me out. Did you see the new Mr. If, and Mrs. Smith? If, if I saw that. If, Did you if, see that? We're going to make, we're going to remake that in Asia lately. Like, forget Bob, about Brad Pitt. If Bob Iger came out and they announced came out of the closet. press conference, he's standing next to uh, Johnny Depp. And they announce $500 million, no DEI, no LGBTQ, we're going back to old school, Pirates of the Caribbean. What would happen to the Disney stock the next day, Tom? Tom, what would happen if they announced Johnny Depp come back, we're giving him a half a million, a half a billion dollars, we begged him to come back, he agreed to do so, we apologize for the treatment of jumping to conclusion on what happened with him with the Amber Heard case, he's one of the greatest actors of our lifetime, we want to give him and the fans the opportunity to see the next one being made with him, we don't see the brand, John, you know, power to the Caribbean, without, what would happen to the stock? I'm actually curious, Tom, what would I'll happen? tell you what would happen, because the stock market doesn't care if you're straight, gay, whatever, they only care if you're going to make money, and that would be a move that's going to bring people to the theaters and is going to make money in the face of this horrible slate of failures, the stock would pop. That day, the stock would pop because you know what? Money isn't ag- is agnostic. They don't care about your your and money is culturally Green, blind. Period. Money is blind to lifestyle. Money wants to know that money is made. That's how the stock market works. And guess what? The stock would pop because investors everywhere behind the cover of darkness behind their computers would be like, "Hey, well I'm buying because you know what that means? This, that means they're going to make revenue on that movie. I can't wait." Up. But if you want a real like uh, a real life view of what DEI looks like, this is the most like antithetical, ironic. You know the new uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Oh, don't even start. Have you seen what the Seven Dwarves look like? Yeah. No, no. Just show this first, Rob. If the yeah, audience Mr. hasn't Mrs. seen Smith. it yet, Mr. Mrs. Smith. Okay. Smith. So this isn't like, dude. I don't care what it is, as long as it's a good movie. They're basically saying, I mean, is there a more marginalized acting group than the Dwarves? How many roles do they possibly have? Not right? that many. You, you, had, Will, Will, you, had, Wonka, you had Willow, you got Willy Wonka, you got a couple Loompas. Right. Now you go to go to Seven Dwarves new cast. <laughs> they got one dwarf. 
One door, they got a black guy, they got a random white gay guy, they, they got a fat dude, guy, a they got scar. a couple other, yeah. They're not even hiring dwarves. They can't even have seven dwarves anymore. Let's get some lesbians, let's get an Asian dwarf in there. Let's just get to the color of the rainbow. Well, even the dwarf is uh, an amputee. Take yeah. a look. His dwarf arm is, is one missing. Arm. He's, not even, he's a wharf. They're, he's missing I liked I liked the old seven dwarves where it was just metaphor for drug use. You had Sneezy, he was a coke freak. You had Sleepy, <laughs> he was into downs. Grumpy, <laughs> he was he was a drunk. Bashful, complete qua- qua- quaalude kid. And then you had Doc, he was the connection. I liked it when the seven dwarves were all about drugs. That's it. The and connection. Was, Speaking of the connection, uh, why does the biz doc, a.k.a. Doc, know so much about the drug paraphernalia he, game? He's had a good this time. Is, this is the line that Kirk Lazarus said, right? I know who I am. I'm the dude dressed as this dude with the skies as the other dude, right? Yeah. It's like, wait a minute. That's what DEI that's is. That's what DEI is. Show. Here you go. Okay. All right. Let's go to, do we want to go Super Bowl? Do we want to do one Super business? We got to do some Super Bowl. Bowl's coming right, up. Let's go to Super How Bowl. Do we Here we go. All right. Super Bowl. Quarterback, Brock Purdy. Ready? This is the starting quarterback of the 49ers. The guy made $870,000 this year. You know how much money that is? Some of you guys may say, well, that's a lot of money, Pat. He's rich. But guess what? 16 college football players made more money from NIL than this guy's making, and he's going to the damn Super Bowl. Imagine what that feels like. He goes to a college campus. A college campus quarterback says, how's it feel being broke? I make more money than you, right? And NIL kids, 16 of them, are making more money than Brock Purdy. So let me read the story to you. So uh, 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 Brock Purdy, despite his role as starting quarterback, earns a relatively modest salary of $870,000, notably less than his counterpart, Patrick Mahomes. Ready? He makes $44.5 million this year. $44.5 million. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. No way. Illustrated a significant disparity in NFL player ratings. Surprisingly, Purdy's salary is eclipsed by 16 college uh, football players who capitalize on name, image, and likeness NIL deals with top earners such as Shador Sanders and Arch Manning making millions showcasing the financial opportunities available to college athletes since the NCAA policy change in 2022. While Purdy supplements his income with undisclosed off-field endorsement from companies like Alaska Air, Alaska Air, Toyota, Buffalo Wild Wings, his average annual contract is $943,000, places him 89th amongst NFL quarterbacks, underscoring the financial disparities within the league. Uh, they're not going to call this racist, are they? Because Mahomes, is, you know what I'm saying, and he's like white. Are they being racist towards white I, quarterbacks now? I don't no. know, is that dude. what's going on I here? I hope that's up. not what the case is. Anyways, yeah. 870, 16 other NIL, Adam Thoughts. Well, let me tell you something. You know, so the, you know he was the last pick. Oh, I'm sorry, let me just say this. Shador sure. makes 4.7. Archie Manning makes 2.8 while in college. What? Travis Hunter makes 2.3. Quint Ewers makes 1.7. Alabama's Jalen Milrow makes 1.5 million. Go ahead. Wow. These were all the biggest names of college. Obviously, everything that Deion Sanders did. <laughs> By the way, Archie Manning, let's take a look at a football family there, baby. Yeah. That's um, the Eli's. oldest man. It's not, it's uh, their nephew. It's Peyton and yeah, it's Coop, Eli's nephew. Cooper's, Cooper's son, son Cooper, the exactly. nephew to Eli. And- but here's the deal with this kid, uh, Brock Purdy. He's going to go potentially from Mr. Irrelevant. Right, he was the last pick in the entire 22 draft, 2022 draft. The last pick is always known as Mr. Irrelevant. To in three days' time, potentially being the most relevant, talked-about name on the planet, if he can single-handedly with his teammates bring down the cabal of the, the psyops, the Swift, Taylor Swift, ain't and, gonna happen, brother, and uh, Travis Kelsey have put together. 
He's going to basically become the most talked we're gonna, about name on the planet. We're going to bet at some point before this. What do you mean? Over. Right now. What do you want to bet? We're betting. You said a thousand bucks. Are you want to bet? Who, uh, wait, because it's a, we're doing the spread. What's the spread of the Chiefs and what's it called? It's I think it's a point and a half, right? Oh, now we're doing. Oh, no, no, spread. hold on. Why am I now why, we're doing why, a spread? Why would I go a dumb bet? What's the spread? Point and a half is is really. Oh, it's minus two. Okay, minus two, five hundred bucks. Well, I got to see what line this is. Well, thought, the CBS Sports is the line. No, that's you got to go Vegas Insider. Go to Vegas Insider. Like one, like, it's like one God, or one and a half. There's no way they put this much effort into Travis and. Swifties uh, for them to lose. It's, well, the the look, reason I'm placing this bet is because I, you're gonna be rooting I'm for Taylor for Swift. Hundred percent. Okay, because I'm gonna be rooting for San Francisco. What, what is Brock the Purdy. What's the spread? One and a half, I believe. Rob, where is it? No, it's minus two. So you're okay. So guess what? You're giving me two points. Let's do five hundred bucks. Five hundred bucks. I, I, what the I, hell is two points? So two. So meaning. So no, I know what points, it is. So what spread. I'm saying is like so it's the a, last time I looked, it was one and a half. So is, are we doing two? Five hundred bucks. I thought we we're doing a thousand bucks. Just do five hundred bucks. Five hundred bucks. Five hundred bucks. You, you guys saw here first. Okay, that's it. So now, you're saying Chiefs are winning Chiefs are no matter win what? But I want one and a half. Wait, wait, wait. Vinny, oh, Vinny, have... Vinny. You got to make it a thousand. You're playing with house money. I gave you five hundred. No, 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 no. I don't because I love you, yeah. Adam. Look and why me. why did Tom give you five hundred again for shoes for my suit? But why did he give you uh because he five hundred to my neck? But what why? Because he used my name for likeness. Because he's a shady politician. Just oh, wait, got an endorsement. Go ahead. Without, well, without even getting your permission. Let, let me hear. So Vinny. So I got the two Go who, no, I, who I got, discounted I got the first, Miami There's boy? No way they put that much effort into it. But Pat, are we gonna? Uh, did you see the Alejandro Mayorkas? He's in Vegas. No, tell me. Yeah. Okay, so uh, our friend. Uh, Alejandro Mayorkas was in Vegas and he was fielding questions about Taylor Swift, Adam's favorite, uh, safety and the Super Bowl. And he was asked about Taylor Swift, Super Bowl safety. Can we? He's in Vegas right now chilling. By the way, the border, a mess. He's in Las Vegas. San Francisco is going to be running through that offensive line of Kansas City like it's open border okay, policy at the Super Bowl. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Incredible threats that are related to Taylor Swift. We uh, are extraordinarily vigilant when we bring 65,000 people together in a stadium, when we have 330,000 people visiting a city for a major sporting event, and when we have millions of people around the world watching it. Our priority is the safety and security of everyone in attendance, and that is what we are focused upon. Mm. And when there's an additional celebrity who will bring more attention, we are already at a heightened state of vigilance and fulfilling our responsibility just as we do <laughs> and but, every single by day. By the way, so you first of all, it. it's oh, funny sorry. It's funny how he's talking about Vegas security. So 65,000 people are going to be in the stadium, uh, and there's 330,000, which I think that number is pretty low. They, they're saying it might be a little bit a little bit higher, like at 400,000, that are visiting the city, but he can literally care less about the millions that he let Come into the border illegally, which some are, as we've learned, terrorists. Like, remember that friend of ours, the guy from Azerbaijan, the, the terrorist that did, what did he do, uh, 12 years? And he came to the border and he said, soon you guys are going to know who I am. Where is that guy? Nobody knows, right? Which leads me into what I told you before we came in here. Joe Buck uh, made a statement, which should kind of bother people, Patrick. He said, there will be a Vegas-related mess of a Super Bowl story, he said, and I quote, this is a quote, there's going to be some story 
There's going to be something that happens because it's Vegas and it won't stay in Vegas. He's not talking about herpes, okay? He goes, it's going to be a, a big something that happens. I don't know what it is. I have no idea. I just think that is going to be a mess in my mind. And by the way, he won't be in Vegas for Sunday's rematch, though. He said he had no desire to be there. Weird. Oh, really? He won't be there. He said he won't be there. I do not have any desire to be there, says Buck. What? Yep. Can keep going? Yeah, Hush. Go ahead. And he goes, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that way. I'm not looking for the Baxon party and going out all night. I'm just going to do my thing and then uh, combine that with Vegas. There's going to be so, – so wait, what, why would he say something like that? When all that we've been hearing from all these pundits on MSNBC, and say, there's going to be a black swan event. Remember, let's not forget, they've been – I'm not saying something's going to happen. Well, Buck, forbid, Buck is not a party guy. Him. That part is true. Joe Buck is absolutely well, – I know not. people in baseball that know him very well. Mm-hmm. Buck but, is not a party guy But what is he talking about, though, Patrick? What is maybe, he maybe he's just talking about he doesn't want to party. Like there's Who going- said it? But he's not a party guy. When have you ever heard of him staying in Vegas and partying? There's going to be some story. There's going to be something that happens. I don't know. That's a weird prediction. Vinny, you're, you're looking for something that doesn't exist. No, I'm, not, I'm reading the words. I understand. Is that I partying? I, I don't think that Joe Buck okay. is talking about something. Well, let me ask you. Do you want to make a prediction? Well, you know, my yeah. Arcus would know. He, uh, he uh, barely missed impeachment on a two-point line. Yeah, so. weird. My Orcas is more worried about the Vegas border than the Southern border. That's what he's Bingo. worried. About. He's trying to protect the Vegas border. All right, what's your bet, Tom? Who do you have? Kansas City or San Francisco? Um, you better give the right one because you're going to go home tonight. Yeah, okay. In in my house, uh, I'm Raider Nation to the bone, and so I have a natural anti Kansas City part of my heart because Kansas City and Denver have always been the the enemies of the of Raider Nation, and I've had nothing to cheer about over the last couple of years. Uh, San Francisco is Kim's team to the bone, absolutely to the bone. My heart hopes that I see her cheer for her team and they win. My mind says that this team, you know, which is now fourth Super Bowl in five years, and Andy Reid, I deeply respect him. I think Kansas City is going to find a way to do this. Adam, what's yours? Because I have something funny to add. Go ahead. I want to know. Listen, to <laughs> would me, I like to see Purdy? Purdy be a great story, be all that. That'd be a great story. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think uh, Pat Mahomes is trying to be, trying to be overdoing everything Brady ever did. I think Mahomes coming for the throne. I think he wants it all, and I think Kelsey uh, got momentum in the last game. He was fired up. He is angry. He's going to play angry. He's going to play agitated for the way they're treating him. Because he is wanting to prove a point. Because remember, when he started dating uh, uh, Taylor Swift first, what happened to him? Nothing for no to one touchdown in seven games seven or something games, like that, yeah, right? But they were down. They were like losing horribly. And all the headlines he came, that said he was being brought down he by through Tucker's. Uh, what do you call it? The kicker's uh, uh, holder, you know, off. And he's like, you know, playing aggressive, talking smack to the line. You could tell he had a chip. And by the way, here's what you have to realize: What do you think opponents are talk, saying to Kelsey? Actually, think about it. What are opponents saying to Kelsey when they're trying to get under his skin? Hey, Mr. Think about. Hey, Mr. Swift. Hey, Mr. Swift. What hey, if, Mr. If I was, Pfizer. If I, was, if I, I wouldn't Pfizer say that boy. as a he's Pfizer too boy, big. Mr. Swift. A, in the NFL, corner, they're not going to say, say Pfizer that. boy. In but NFL, if I was they're an outside Pfizer. linebacker, hey, Mr. Swift. So I think, I think KC, uh, uh, if he wants to have that kind of a legacy, he has to win this one. I do believe there's a camp that believes Purdy is the next Brady. I don't know why when I when I talk to guys that want to find the next Brady, not Mahomes, when they want to find the next Brady, they say Purdy is a closer story to Brady because he's what? Mr. Irrelevant, Mr. right? Irrelevant, right? You're coming from being that. So they want to have somebody to root for 
And to me, Mahomes gives the vibe of somebody you root against. Purdy is somebody that comes across as you root for. But I think in this instance, who wins? KC has way too many uh, weapons. Weapons? And you want to? You want to? You think KC has way too many weapons? Of San Francisco they, has a lot of weapons. Of I understand they who they are. They're, they're you know what they're doing. Their defense, but, but they have a guy on the other right. His name is his name is Mahomes. Yeah, he's Mahomes been, there, is, been there, done that. That's yeah. a, that's a big stage. And brother, just randomly, Mike just sent me a a, a, a clip. I mean, a, a link. Did you guys know that? Besides all the betting, you know, coin toss, Gatorade, color, all that stuff. There's a crazier prop bet. Uh, offered by Bovado, and guess what it is? Hmm. There's apparently, I swear to God, a 0.1% chance that aliens will invade Las Vegas, leading to the game, ending in a tie, and you can make a bet on it right now. This is a Bovado bet. Uh, other bets, I'm dead serious, Patrick. But <laughs> that's not crazy to you? How about this one? Chiefs win. Taylor accompanies the team to the White House where she endorses President Biden. He sniffs her hair, <laughs> and there's a 2% Chance of that. Or how about these Chiefs win? Travis and Taylor announced they're expecting a baby. That's a 4.8% likely bet on Bovado. Wow. You could bet on an alien landing. You can bet on anything. You know, it's yeah. really interesting. That's... For all the this is um, for all the football guys out there, I, I dive into this, and I should do more of this on uh, BizDoc and talk about it. But Kyle Shanahan had in training camp Jimmy Garoppolo and Purdy and Trey Lance. And you know they were, Garoppolo was getting hurt a lot. I mean, he, he was just a guy that couldn't keep the ankles healthy. Remember, he was, was always a foot injury. Oh, you're really, really getting in here. And so, I love it. And then Trey Lance got hurt. Trey Lance was the future. He was a running quarterback, yeah. similar to the running quarterbacks that we have in the NFL. And Trey Lance got hurt. And that's how Purdy got his chance. Now, Trey Lance hadn't elevated himself up and wasn't nearly as capable as Bledsoe, but Purdy came, what because Bledsoe Brady got hurt and Brady came oh. up, but it was Trey Lance was the guy with the contract, the big signing, the big draft pick. He was supposed to be the guy, and he got hurt, and um, and that led to Purdy's opportunity. So there's a lot of things here, but Kyle Shanahan said this: I always thought that Purdy was the best of the three of them, and the assistant coaches were there, said that he said, you watch, two years from now, I think that will be our starter. It just happened earlier because of the injury. This, to me, comes down to two things. The better team versus the better storyline. Everyone's rooting for the storyline. Travis and uh, Taylor Swift, what's going on there? Is he San Francisco is a better Is he going to help elect? Oh, I don't want to hear. Jo- but tra- but, is but, he going to help elect uh, Joe Biden? Is she going to come down? She's not even performing there. But okay. Is, is, is what's his name? She's, father going to be? Usher's performing. Is uh, Mahomes, Mahomes' father, father got arrested he a, a DWI? Yeah. For DUI. Hey, listen, that guy he's, likes to party, bro. He'll be there for the Super Bowl. The dream. And his brother, by the way, is f- going to be floating around that entire stadium. Because yeah, his brother likes to dance. Definitely not straight. Uh, <laughs> So you and I have a bet. So guys, everybody out there. I got San Francisco. You got KC. I got KC plus Run a poll, Rob. Well, we're about to be done, but guess what? They know. Bro, Taylor Swift, is she going to the game? She'll probably be there. She'll cancel the whole tour. Because what do you mean is she going to the game? Of well, she has a she... tour date. She has a tour date on the day of the Super Bowl. Get She'll out figure out a way. I swear to God, Robbie. She's like in Japan or something. Yeah, she's supposed to be in Japan. She's but in Tokyo. Wait, yeah. She's wait. in Tokyo. So she will not be at the Super Bowl? She's going to go. She'll there's take a private jet. Report. They'll figure. They might delay the game a little bit for Taylor Swift. You'll but never know. There's reports that she can make it in time if from the end of her concert in Tokyo. I, I think it was like she's going to cross 
uh, half a dozen time zones in order to get there in time. But they've cleared a spot for her private jet. She just sold a private j- airport. Oh, well, she, she sold she one doesn't of them. Need to she be sold there. one of her jets. One of her Listen. private jets. But the other, they saved a parking spot for her. And those in Vegas, when you oh, have she, the Super Bowl, they sell out yeah. months in advance. So they held a parking spot for her. All reports indicate she's going to go. Oh, Yesterday, my. Travis Kelsey said she may not be in attendance. Just heightening oh, the drama yeah. for Let me tell you something. Dude, Rob, that's exactly what she's, she, she's in a pair you know of You know what? Hang on. But she doesn't need to be there for the kickoff. She just needs to be there at the end. Oh, but I'd love to see her at the halftime show walking in while Usher is performing. She's up there holding up her new Grammys. No, what do you mean? She's in a parachute in and be like, baby. Hopefully she crashes into the, the, the field. Or she goal starts post. singing and does her own Super Bowl show God, for I'm her just private. Saying, but now, guess what? Now, because I can care less about sports, now I'm in it for the Chiefs, baby. Well, you're, now you're, root- go, now you're baby. rooting for everything you can't. stand against. Now I can't wait for the This game. is why you're a hypocrite. Adam, Adam This is why you're a hypocrite. Adam. For $500, you're bought and sold. You're Are rooting you, uh, for everything you stand against PB, PBD, Kelsey, PBD, restore the, order, Pfizer, bring us home. Taylor Swift and the PSYOP, you're now rooting for that uh, for money, $500. Green, money don't care about none of that, brother. Me, me takes a lot of heat on this podcast, rooting PSYOPs. for San Francisco. Guys, money Rob, do you have the winners Rock for the gear? Let's do the gear real quick. We uh, got to uh, honor some viewers here, baby. Future looks bright gear for those of you guys that did what you did. Today we're going to uh, give two tickets man. away to those who ordered it. Is this all the order numbers, right? Correct. So we have all the order numbers in there. So if you what order, that? that's all the if people that placed with... an order. Oh, dope. Okay? That's, that's the only way we can do it. And, Shh. Rob, if you want to go, two winners, go ahead and give the order. Can I say the names or no? It's just going to be the order number winners. We'll get you the names uh, in a second, but the uh, it's just going to show order numbers, and then the sales team will get us the And name. then they'll text the name. Yeah. Okay, so go for it. Let's do the first this is raffle. exciting. One ticket oh, to the ball. Oh, my God. It's a lot of orders. Wheel of Fortune right there. How many was that? Let's see who this is. First one. Order number 13404. Okay, order number 13404. Whoever's in the back, write it down. If you're you're watching this, you're order 13404. Just say, I'm order 13404. Rob, keep going. Do another (laughs) one. Do it, baby. Congratulations, 13404. That's one. Come on, baby. Another one. Go for it. Here we go. 15501. What? I'm just guessing a number, Adam. Damn it. 13063. 13063, Rob. If you got the names, if you can give it to me so I can announce it. Wow. Uh, uh, That's a lot uh, of orders, huh? Yeah. If you got the names, send it to me. Rob will announce them. They're getting them now. Uh, So, again, if your order is 13404 or 13063, you are the winners. We will contact you. Um, and I'll get those names in just nice, a second. Nice, Okay, got it. And meanwhile, Rob, gang, remember, was, uh, for anybody that places an order today on this podcast, any two gears of Future Looks Bright, a hat and a shirt, any color hat, any color shirt, we want a million people in the world wearing this gear to shock the hell out of everybody to say, why are a million people so optimistic about the future? That is what the Valuetainment line represents. We believe the future looks bright. Buy a hat, buy a shirt. Next Tuesday, this is going to last by next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, we'll announce the raffle on this podcast. We'll give away signed gloves of Ryan Garcia, signed balls of Trevor Bauer, and five signed books of Choose Your Enemies Wisely. Have a great weekend, everybody. I think we do have a podcast that will come tomorrow. And that podcast tomorrow is going to be with, I believe, Rappaport. So if you know who Rappaport is. Yeah, uh, oh, you, you got the names? I have the names. Go Uh-oh. for it. Uh, 
Alessandro Kanzian. Okay. Uh, 13404. That's the winner. Yeah, Alessandro. Adam Singer, 13063. I love it. Adam Singer and Alejandro, congratulations, guys. Reach out to the team. We'll get the stuff uh, over to you guys. So you have the tickets for the vault and can't wait to spend three days with you guys at Palm Beach Convention Center. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye.